As you saw there, last time, we left up with a very split party. One plan, one dream. Remind me who is where. It was Nell and Baylor went with the chief enumerator and the un and took the unconscious assassin up into just the nearby inn. And yes. it was. And I've still got to report this to the Firewatch. And you still wanted, and you wanted to go by and report this to the Firewatch. And then we had the other three of you, with Kahina using her magical robes to don the guise of the assassin, all waiting inside the granduncle to see if they can meet up with whoever it was that hired this man. So you're gonna be waiting. For the moment, your job here, Kahina, Dara, Anori, is just patience. You just have to sit in this bar, and what is Not it that together? I would hope. That's no. what I was gonna ask. What is it that the three of you were doing in here? Um, it is a, it's a pretty seedy tavern you find yourselves in. Um, out thinking we could maybe be like a little overly drunk over in the corner me and Anori like just stumbled our way into the closest bar we're just hanging out in the corner just kind of yeah. keeping an eye on Kahina who's sitting by herself at a table I mean, you two contact. were just bar crawling yesterday it's not beyond imagination be so yeah. the two of you are off posing it's just your, your uh, happy little drunks at a corner table and Kahina is up at the bar by herself in her disguise. Probably not at the actual bar. Probably at a table, kind of over to the side. Find a dark, smoky corner to hide. Yeah, it. something that's got. And sh sh I have all the um, uh, all the accoutrement on and the hood and everything like that. So yeah, you, you have all the. Uh... As you had the guy when you transformed your clothes to matches, so you look exactly. Mm -hmm. You're dressed exactly as he was. Mm -hmm. And then so, um, I wasn't sure. Did we? Did I roll a disguise to disguise my face and whatnot to look like him? Uh, I thought you well, just covered your face. I thought you. Yeah, I, thought you uh, yeah, I had the hood and, you had and the thing up to your nose. The so your thing, face yeah. Was mostly covered. And it was pretty much just about this much of you that you could actually like yeah. your eyes and a, a bit of your forehead that's even visible at all because he was pretty wrapped up too. Mm -hmm. uh, so no, I don't believe you had taken the the time to stop and try and disguise any further than that. So the Grand Uncle doesn't really pride itself on customer service. Even though it is fairly early in the morning, not a whole lot of light reaches into this building. It's relatively dark. There's a couple of greasy glass candle fixtures just on the various tables and uh, a few up at the bar itself that give a dim flickering light around the old wood of the room. And it smells. Not, not a pleasant place. A fantastic mix of absolute bottom shelf liquor and whatever absolute bottom shelf liquor turns into when it comes out of a man. <laughs> in any capacity, not a really pleasant place to be in. And not the kind of place where the barkeeps are any of the servers are going to go out of their way to come around and try and take orders from you. If you want anything, you're going to march up to the bar. So no one bothers you uh, as you go sit down. 
early in the morning. There's not a lot of other people in here. I'd say it's it's a fairly small establishment, and there's maybe four or five other customers around. Most, half of them grouped up at one table together against a wall discussing something, and, and I, another two just off at individual tables nursing drinks in dark corners. No one really pays you any more heed than you pay them as you get in and settle down and just wait to see what happens. But we'll leave you there for right now. Nell and Baylor, you're up in the other tavern. Uh, well, the actual inn, rather, not just a, a tavern. Where you have the chief enumerator and you have <laughs> pretty much wrapped up in a literal sack the unconscious assassin that Nell has hauled up in his room. Oh, what do you two want to do? Baylor, I know you want to go report this to the Firewatch. I'm going to take some cloth, fashion a gag, put it in our our friend here's mouth so that if he wakes day. up without one of us noticing, he's not a problem. It doesn't scream or anything. That's fair. You don't want your cover blown that way. That would just be unfortunate. And that's not hard for you to rig up. He's unconscious. He's not exactly resisting. You have cloth aplenty. You can gag this man perfectly fine. He's already bound by a combination of ropes and assorted whatever magical spider web. Is he still bound uh, up in the web spell, or is it just ropes? It would have disappeared by now. It's only no, just like regular seven minutes the webs last. All right, so he's just regular tied up at this point. Baylor, are you heading to the Firewatch, Firewatch immediately? I feel I should do it sooner rather than later. We want the news to spread that the job's been done so that Guile, this Azamar, I guess, will contact for the rest of the payment. So let me take us over here real quick back to just the Yonmas map so we can get a good Didn't look at where this is. we strip him down, by the way? Mm -hmm. He did, yes. Okay. You definitely, he naked, because I'm wearing his clothes. Yeah, he's, I mean, uh, he took his outer clothes. I don't think he's you completely took naked. Cloak yeah, and well, everything on the outside and used your magic garments. I left him in his underoos. So yeah, it's yeah. just in his, uh, his undergarments and wrapped up in, a, again, basically a sack, whatever cloth you can find spared the Temple of Abaddon. Now, Temple of Abadar itself is on the northern side of Yonmas in a pretty big open square on church side, kind of near the end of this uh, this canal area. The Firewatch HQ is actually pretty much right next to that. It's, act it's on a corner. It's on the southeastern corner of the large plaza where the temple is. It's, it's literally right there. So it's going to take you like a minute to walk over there, Baylor. You're, because you're staying at the, the opposite side of the plaza and your tavern up here on the northwest corner, but you're just walking across the plaza where the temple is located, which granted is a decently sized, like maybe 500 foot across, pretty grand square with this temple up in the center of it. But that's not, it's not far. You're not going anywhere across town. You're not even going across the district. So you'll get well, there. Also... I would let him know that if he's going there, do not go straight there from here. That That's not a good idea. Just in case, on the off chance, somebody was watching. What are you doing, Baylor? Don't go straight 
to the Firewatch or don't go straight to... Don't go, yeah, don't go straight to the Firewatch from here. No, I would loop back through the... Uh, into the temple again yeah. and then go back to the Firewatch. And both make sure that everything's still the same way we left it and also start running from there towards the Firewatch because help, dead guy, bad. <laughs> so, so you're going to make your murder. way... Yeah, you're making your way kind of just looping around through Upper Church side here, uh, just around to the temple, all casual-like and slowly. And then once you get there, you're going to make the show of panic and running out. There's been a murder! Help assistance, guards! Down to the Firewatch HQ on the corner. Yes. More or less? Yes. So as you uh, you leave the tavern then and you you do that, it's only going to take you again a couple of minutes. It's going to be fairly fast. Nell is staying up in the inn. I need to stop calling it a tavern. Nell's staying up in the inn with the chief enumerator and the unconscious assassin. The enumerator at this point still injured, or, or at least in pain, or at least in shock, because he has more than the capacity to heal himself uh, for whatever wounds he still has is mostly silent, just watching this unfold. This is beyond his realm of expertise. This is a, a man of the cloth, the Holy Cleric of Abadar. We are not doing Holy Cleric of Abadar things right now. He has no input. I'm gonna offer him a drink. He seems like he might need one. <laughs> and you're also Nell. You yep. are also Nell. So, <laughs> the chief enumerator is gonna what, what do you what do you offer him i've got plenty of things what does he want he's literally just gonna ask him you want a drink pull out his portable tavern he'll look over towards you and the you know, bound unconscious mostly naked man sharing the fairly small room with him we'll just kind of <laughs> nod <laughs> strong or weak make a choice Abadar, forgive me. I'll need something strong for this one. All right. I'm going to pour him a flagon of the hard cider, which I'm quickly running out of at this rate. <laughs> That's the go-to. <laughs> so you uh, you hand the chief numerator a flagon of this hard cider, and he is not going to just down this or anything, but he is going to graciously take this and slowly get to sipping. Pleased to have at least something distracting here. While well, Baylor at this point is doing his show of panic, running down to the Firewatch. So, as it had been when you approached it previously to report the last time something was stabbed in your presence, which was you last time. Well, no, but you as a group, not an individual. There is one guard posted outside in the bright red jackets that the Firewatch always wear. And he seems to already be talking with a another random local citizen who's giving some other kind of a report. The guard seems very much interested in what he is describing. But, as you, uh, what, what's, what's your level of panic, Baylor, as you're approaching the Firewatch here? Is this, like, on a scale from naked and screaming to <laughs> walking at a decent hustle to deal with this I, unpleasant matter with much haste? Where, uh, where I, are we like, on the scale here? I'd, I'd be going for trying to keep myself composed because I know that just 
wildly screaming isn't going to help, but excuse me, having difficulty with it. So you're gonna, you're gonna attempting to act like you are trying very hard to maintain composure. Give me a bluff check. Hope this goes well. <laughs> that did not. That is a nine. So. Well, I mean, it that's, worse. it is again, it's, it's opposed. This is still Pathfinder first edition. We're going opposed checks here. So let me, uh, roll this guard's sense motive. So as you approach, the guard, uh, notices you hustling, a clearly concerned, but maintaining your composure well enough as the educated young wizard you are. Old wizard, you're like 90,000. And he, uh, he puts up a hand real quick and turns back to the, the man he's been, he's been speaking with and just nods. And the Firewatch, uh, the, so the guard, asked him, this was at the, at the Grand Oak, right up the street. And the, like, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, came under very suspicious circumstances. Quite a hurry, no name, nothing. Uh, dragged the sack the size of a body up into his room. Uh, do you understand my concern? And the, the guard nods, says, oh, of course. Well, someone, up, uh, someone up there to investigate it immediately. Thank you. And he turns to Baylor. Oh, there's not something else. What's the matter? It's the church. Down just over there. There's it's literally right behind you at this point. It's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like that like, church. <laughs> like, like right there, someone's been attacked. There's a body, I don't know... You have to send someone. And he looks at you, kind of narrows his eyes a bit, and looks back at the other guy, looks up at you. And the... Just the civilian's face has gone kind of white at this point in shock. You don't... You don't think. And the guard nods to both of you and says, One moment. I appreciate your reports, citizens. This is an urgent matter. Thank you very much. And turns and bangs twice on the front of the headquarters before he barges inside uh, rallying support. Miller? Gonna... Uh. <laughs> what are you doing? Gonna stay there looking like I don't know what to do, because I don't know what to do. <laughs> and the then... citizens also kinda stand there, full in shock now at this point, as he's kinda making that he's made this this connection between his report and your report. And he turns to you. It, it can't be, right? Who would attack a member of the church? And hide the body so close. It's so unquestionably bold. It's impossible. Right? I... I don't know. I have to go. And then I'm gonna start heading away <laughs> with and relative haste. Are you, are you heading straight back to the Grand Uncle? I... Not straight. <laughs> because this guy's going straight back to the Grand Uncle. Because you can also see that from here. across. It's across yeah. the plaza. This guy nods... <laughs> Good day to you. And quick, bustling, hustle, half-jog 
beelines it down the road back towards the Grand Uncle. <laughs> you got any more casts of invisibility? You're I do not. It. <laughs> <laughs> I took. He took my one. <laughs> so as you, Baylor, start heading your somewhat round route back to the Grand Uncle as well. Behind you, you would see three Firewatch guards come out of the building, all armed up with a sword and shield in hand in a nice, like, almost little triangular formation, half-sprinting straight towards the Grand Uncle. Gonna hope it takes them a little bit of time trying to investigate as I loop my way try to loop my way around from from what room they were in would I like did it have a window <laughs> d100 me let's just let's just lock this because I didn't I didn't lay that out over 50 yes under 50 no I did say it was upper level oh the 42 does not have a window no uh. you got the nice windowless cheap interior room with a nice view of your own walls he did go for the quick and the cheap and the I want uh, privacy, so they gave you an interior room. Well, if you're, especially if you're looping around and if you're not making any sort of haste, these guards are absolutely going to make it to the building before you do because they are rushing there. Nell. Oh, man. Nell alone is in the tavern. <laughs> the inn when you hear the heavy boots of three armored men stomping up the wooden stairs and into the front room of this inn and this would be audible even up from your room because these guys are moving with the fast not in any way with the subtle and they come in and then you don't hear anything over the just general sounds of the tavern the kitchen and scant noises from people just moving around. The enumerator looks at you, a little concerned, with your, your drink still in his hands. You don't think they found us out, did they? You've got to protect me. Please! Someone has certainly found us out, but don't worry. Holding the door is what I do. Open up! Firewatch! And the I'm going to look at the enumerator, oh, and I'm going to guns. say, we don't know it's the Firewatch. Just stay behind me for the moment, please. But, oh, you're right. Of course. And he nods and stays silent and just kind of backs up uh, against the far wall. So I'm going to go over to the door, and I'm going to tell them, please be quiet. The enumerator is safe because in my logic here because you, you don't know what Velo knows you've been in here the whole yeah, time you just no. know Firewatch someone's banging on the door because I'm going to be Firewatch yeah my logic here is if they're here to kill him they want to know he's alive so they can get past me if they if they're not here to kill him they want to know he's okay so you, you tell him please be quiet the animator is okay and you hear another I hear the uh, moment uh, silence but the the enumerator enumerator Pallion, open the door I'm go I'll, I'll open the door a crack and I will say 
just be quiet. If you're gonna open the door a crack, you are making me a strength check because three men are going to try to push that door open as soon as you open it a crack. So that is fine with me. You you're hold gonna that make door. me get a post strength All right, check. Hold on. hold on. Oh, hold on. yes. Twenty-two. All right. <laughs> I said no. You can't come in. I, I will just open roll this one from the guard, and here is the lead. He's got a 19. He's got one assist for a 21. And he does not get a second assist with an eight. That is a 21 Ooh. versus your 22. And they wow. slam in the door, but you hold it. <laughs> you hold it just three barely. Men. As <laughs> no, three guards. Nice. Three grown men. On the men. other side of the door. Okay. I'm going to let go and back and you, off. You holding that would slam the door shut again, but you would have, in the glimpse, you would have seen they do appear to be, they are at least dressed as three Firewatch guards. No, no, they're incredibly while they're pushing on it, I want to let go and let it fall in with them. <laughs> so you hold it. <laughs> like, hold it, I let them feel the resistance is holding so that they push harder and then let go. <laughs> Assert dominance, <laughs> then let go of the door. And God, the three guards just stumble into the room. And uh And I'm immediately in a whispering yell, stay quiet, he's fine. I'm protecting him. He tried to kill him. So Oh boy. So the first guard pushes in through the door, he pushes in as you let go, very, very forcefully, like full body. And as you just move, just slams into the floor <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> the two guards behind him stumble forward into the door frame and into each other, almost kind of three, three Stooges style. And these two have their swords and shields out and they uh, stumble a bit and they take up positions ready with their shields raised as the third guy pulls himself off the ground and looks around and sees you. What is the current state of the assassin? Is he just exposed and bound no, and he, gagged? he's in the bag still. He's in a dude-shaped bag on the ground. His head's out. <laughs> His gagged head exposed, sure. And the enumerator in the corner with a mug of cider still in his hands. But otherwise... Looking, uh, well, not perfectly fine, really. His robes have clearly been shredded. He's, he's been stabbed, and he lost the outer uh, vestments, which is, I believe, what you used to wrap up this guy. No, no, no. no. They're on the, dead body. on the dead body. Oh, you kept the dead body with him. That was what it was. I knew yeah. we lost him. I didn't remember what this he did. This dude is in, like, a potato sack. <laughs> this is, yeah. like, a scene from Hangover, I swear. <laughs> the guy, the guy but did you up. die? The guard exactly. stands up and looks around the room. <laughs> And assesses the situation and looks up at you and pulls himself up, dusts off his jacket a bit. He's still got a long sword at his hip and his shield's on his back. He just looks back and forth. Before he goes to talk, I'm going to say, quiet, please. He's still, he's not talking immediately. He's looking like slack-jawed is the word I'm going to use. With no idea how to process the information in front of him here. I wanted the guards back in the door. The sword and shield still out, looking like a, a chess pawn, just kind of folded on his chest. Uh, sir? 
What what are your orders? The man in the front still just looking around. You can see this guy has a badge on his light bulb. It's clearly the leader. He turns back to two other guys. Get in here. And they shuffle and I, under the I don't ground. have my weapon out. I have my weapon and my shield both put away at the moment. They shuffle to into the room and close the door behind them. So you have now in a fairly small interior in room six people only one of which is unconscious and three of them are in full of, uh, you are also so four of them are in full armor with sword and shield it's very getting very tight in here very quickly so the guard in the front you can leave about a generous few inches between the two of you because you're really quite close quarters what what is the, the, the meaning of this I go get the idiot who told you I was here, please. We had a civilian tip the suspicious activity in this inn. Yeah, but whoever the idiot that told you I was here was, go get them so I can put them in the corner, the timeout corner. They don't well, need to talk anymore about me being here. Well, we didn't uh, retain them. We had no reason to. But, Figure uh, out who it was, please. He, We're trying turns, to save this man's life. He turns to the chief enumerator. Uh, pardon, chief enumerator. Are you all right? And he just puts his hands on his mic, just raises one hand. I'm very much okay, thanks to this young man and his allies. Just do what they say. They have a plan. <laughs> so the guard captain looks at Nell. Right? Um, well, I, we could try to find him, I suppose. What, the best thing you could possibly do for us is go figure out who it was. What Detain him happened, overnight. First of all, what is the this, meaning of, what, is this man alive? Yes, I had to smack him a few times. He's alive. And uh, the chief enumerator raises his hand like he's in school but starts to speak that man attempted to kill me he snuck into the temple of abadar in the plaza and attacked me from the cover of some kind of invisibility magic again this fine stalwart and his allies saved me they're on our side trust me with this and so the guard looks down i uh, right, well, then I'm going to need to take him into custody, then. You are absolutely welcome to take him into custody when we're done. That's... For now, his position needs to remain secret. <laughs> he's, he's, like, at a loss here. He's not... He's not usually being told what to do especially by someone who's it is not even a citizen of godness <laughs> or anything i that's not normally how we do things my lord is your gentleman over here normally assaulted under potential assassination uh, no of 
course not. But this 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 sounds like an investigation. I think the Firewatch can. We can. You've done more than enough. We can uh, appreciate your civilian assistance, but we're more than capable of handling matters from here. Under the reasoning that we were originally sent here to Yanmas to help out with the issues of this city. I cannot let you detain him until we have found the man who hired him. Uh, uh, Chief Enumerator, please explain to this man. And Pelliator sighs. And looks for somewhere to put his mug down. Not a lot of space. Kind of sets it on the floor next to him. The stalwart, you've you've saved my life, and I I owe you much to be sure. But there's a way things are done. There's laws for a reason. We must follow the rule of civilization. You've done more than enough. Please, as much Let as these I would love fine to. gentlemen handle this for now. Without informing my allies of a change in the plans, I can't let and him. And this would probably be, be around when Baylord make his way back to uh, the Try grand uncle at this point. Not bring a bunch of attention to me sneaking upstairs and getting to the door. But with nervously your roundabout knocking. path, he's at this point here. <laughs> Just this little knock on the door. <laughs> And the guards would all kind of turn around and look at the door at once. Ask who it is, please. Who goes there? Baylor Landless. Let Baylor. him in. That's my friend. He'd nod, and the two guards by the door would try to shuffle out of the way enough to get the door open. And open the door to, well, everyone <laughs> in the world crammed into one room. So, Baylor, welcome to the party. <laughs> you are now the seventh person in this tiny end room. Good thing you are a relatively small Slender Half-Elven man, so you don't take up that much space. But well, I also don't have armor. <laughs> also don't have armor, so you're not adding that much to the grand scheme of things. So you, I assume, are coming in, so you would slide yeah. your way into the room, kind of stuck behind the three guards here on the other side from them, and uh, from Nell and the Chief Enumerator. And then, again, close the door behind you. <laughs> Have you explained the situation, Nell? I've been trying to. They're trying to say that we need to follow their rules to catch an assassin. It's not going to work. And the, the guard captain speaks up again. It's not the rules, it's the law. You heard the chief enumerator. We're taking this man into custody. You have our word. We will have this matter investigated. And whoever sent this man brought to justice. Under we are the authority experienced of Princess Eutropia. Gresham, Sir Stalwart. Yanmas is no common town. Under the authority of Princess Eutropia, I'm here to help investigate and put an end to whatever I can help with. This right here can be resolved immediately if you let us catch the man who hired him for you and turn everything over to you. Last I heard, Eutropia wasn't a princess anymore. And Pelliator's gonna speak up again. These gentlemen that have saved me here are her delegation. She's sent them to Yonmis for 
assistance. And I dare say you've rendered it. You've saved my life. And I and the city of Yanmas and the rest of the Mercantile Council very much thank you for your assistance. But please, Sir Stalwart, let the law do its work. Captain. Is it Captain? I'm unsure of who I'm addressing. You know, I'm it's Captain Freed. Two men attacked the enumerator. One of our allies is currently impersonating one of them, hoping to get contacted again by whoever hired them. You can take this man, but we need it to be subtle. All we need is for the person who hired them to believe the job was done for now so that we can find them. Captain Freed looks at you past the two guards that are kind of stuck standing between the two of you because there's not much room moving around in here. And leans over him. Sir Landless, was it? Yes. Can't say I'm much for these vigilante operations in my city. But you seem to have the lead out ahead of us on this one. I'm not much for them either, but it was an opportunity that we felt we had to take. Now, what would be a fantastic help to speed this plan along is if you went to the church and reported what happened there. As if the enumerator was dead. And that you were investigating his murder. Your plans to lure whoever hired he points at the unconscious guy here all standing awkwardly around and very close to on the ground. Then this man was successful in meeting with whoever hired him. Exactly. That's a fair plan. I must say. If we can get a face and a name that we could just give to you, that makes your job all the easier. All right, so we still want to work with gonna... the law here, but we don't want to pass up this opportunity. We're going to come to an understanding. You have an opportunity that it would be illogical for us to just ignore. We'll let you have your operation. We'll bring our carriage around and collect this man. It's blacked out, not much to be visible. We'll keep it under wraps for now. Only information we'll release is. If there was an attack at the temple, if there's no further details as of yet, but at least one wounded severely. As soon as you find anything from this sting you've organized or otherwise, you report it to Chief Osfer immediately at the Firewatch headquarters. This is a top priority. Don't know that I can trust you, but it does seem I have little choice, and... By the chief enumerator's own accounts, you've saved his life. You had ill intentions for him. I have to believe you'd have acted already. A counter to this is... I'm perfectly fine going along with this plan, but please figure out who it was who said I was here and make it so they don't say anything else. Well... 
And he turns back to one of the guards behind him. You took the report, was it? And, uh, the guard. The, uh, the guard that had asked for his first place. I, sir, he uh, was a barkeep here at this inn. The captain that nods. idiot. I Find that him man. To be quiet. I'm not going to tell him anything from my experience here. The best shot we have of him not spreading this further is to not let him know he has any more useful information than he does. He's already reported this to us. Other than his concern with this room, hopefully it ends there. But I'll leave you here. Oswald, you keep an eye on this place and make sure this rumor doesn't spread any further. Make sure it's only reported to us. He nods. Aye, sir. Thank you, sirs, Landless and Stalwart, for your service. You have truly done a great deed for this city, saving the chief enumerator's life. We'll bring the carriage around. And I hope for all of our sakes that your operation here goes well. As this will be I. the last of it, understand? Understood. Uh, need you to kind of shuffle around so we can get to the door here. I'll, I'll <laughs> open the door and step out to make more room for shuffling inside. And the other three guards make the next nearest to the door wall. Sidle around past each other out the door and they leave Oswald, the original guard he's reported to, around here, posing as if he was off duty, just making sure this doesn't go any further. While Chief Freed and the other guard go back to retrieve their carriage to bring the unconscious assassin back to Firewatch headquarters. Leaving the two of you back alone with the chief enumerator. And as you close the door again, and it's left with just the two of you, the enumerator speaks up. Went much better than I'd anticipated, I must say. I know you had your plans, but I think it's for the best we let the Firewatch handle this. I'm just glad that they were reasonable and I didn't have to force them back or out of the room. I Nell, you don't need to be opposing the local law enforcement. Oh, well, I don't mean to your friend them. Here, I mean someone coming for him. Ah. Okay, that's... I, I'm that's, glad the encounter was reasonable, is what I mean. Much better. You, I, you're, you're glad this wasn't more assassins? Yes. I, I, I have no clue who it was on the other side of that door. Fair. I must admit, I'm not sure what to do. I hope that you friends are able to find the source of this because whoever hired them once they do learn i still live and breathe will surely send more i don't know what their means could possibly be what what could be gained by assassinating a cleric killing a man of avatar upsetting the political balance could be your connections to the church it could be just the fact that you're on the mercantile council could be any manner of things. With any luck, we'll find out more soon enough. Well, with me out of the picture, the city's leadership would certainly be crumbling. First the mayor, now Lord Atun out of commission. It'd only be 
three of the primaries left if they'd gotten me. I dare say someone's trying to undermine the entire ruling class of Yon Misfit. No, any better. But why? It's not like they'd be able to simply step up and take the reins. Anyone with the organization and the means to orchestrate something like this surely must understand that's not how a city is run. Well, it could be entirely possible that they don't want to run the city, but they want the city to fall. I just don't see the reason behind it. Some people are just out for blood. Until we know more, we won't know for sure. There are those who choose to worship demons. Who could ever understand what goes on in their heads? Thank you again. Truly. I don't know if there's any way I can properly repay this, but I'll do it to the best of my ability, and I hope that dagger should help you. You've done more for this city than Kos and Bravos have, and they've been here for weeks. We hope to do a great deal more as well. Well... Fortunately, I feel like his job here is just to win people over and make friends, or as friendly as you could be with that scum, but... I don't wish to sound rude, but is that not your purpose as well? I can't not imagine me. the deposed princess sent you for any reason other than to win over the hearts of the city for her own political gain. I understand it. There's no disrespect to it, of course. It's an intelligent move. What I'm surprised she hadn't made sooner, to be fair. I think the means are what makes the matters different. While we were sent here to win people over, we were not sent here to just talk and make friends. We were sent here to make a difference. Well, Earl Mercondus's troubleshooters have been here to attempt to fix our problems, but you saving my life directly is already more than I believe they've accomplished. Haven't seen much out of their lot than drunken stupors. Can't say I've never been much of a fan of mercenary companies. So, Inori, Dara, and Kahina. Oh, that's the wrong button. This whole time, you would be waiting in the Grand Uncle's Tavern where you're waiting. Sorry, I think I called that in the Grand Uncle at some point. You guys, Dale or Nell, are not in the Grand Uncle. You're in a different end. The Grand Uncle's where you three are. And you're still waiting. <clears throat> it's probably been half an hour. One lone drinker has left. Another pair have come in for a cheap meal. Still relatively quiet inside the tavern, but there's nothing much going on in here, really. How well, long are what's your what's your point? I was how just long uh, asked like, that. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, how long are you were you willing to sit here? What is it you were? Well, we do not know how fast news travels, or how fast a uh, buyer, or I'm not sure the word to use, will hear of this. So, 
I do not know. We should give it since we have put so much effort in and we may want to give it more than half an hour. <laughs> yeah, I think a couple hours is probably the best bet. Hina's off by herself at the well, at a different table, not at that bar, but elsewhere, alone, the appearances and whatnot. And reach up and <clears throat> and just and maybe even play with the dagger that I have that just like carving <laughs> into the table or something. This is not the and kind of establishment where the barkeeps are going to care literally at all care. if you're carving up their tables. They are. The, that has long been done. <laughs> Get the drink in front of me. Just carving with the dagger. Just I heart killing enumerators. <laughs> Pretty much. I hate Abadar. Assassinations um, for life. My name is Joe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just sitting there like like grumbling to myself and then but my grumbling has a purpose as I'm actually casting message to Anori and uh uh Dara it's like it's uh it's been it's been 30 minutes Spell cast so you can communicate across the room. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel we should wait just a while longer. So you guys can talk back and I will definitely hear you. Like you can whisper you know, it. Yeah, you know that. You, as the message spell, as part of it, you it's like opens a connection. So... Even without any magical knowledge, Dara, you would... Who are you casting it to? Is it Dara or Nori? Because I think it is one person. I, it's it, No, I've got it. Uh, it's multiple people. Oh, okay. So it's just you, you all can feel as there mm -hmm. is like a connection open and you can just communicate. Well, I guess it is time to order another round. Whenever oh. you would wish to leave, we can leave uh, a short amount of time after. Hmm. Yeah, a couple hours at least, I would say, yeah. for the give the handler a chance to show up. If you guys are pros, they'll be here, no doubt in my mind. Um, can I look about the room? I would like to look about the room and see if I see... A perception check and see if we see anything of interest around here. Things and stuff. And uh, I hope Dara, uh, I hope you're gonna get me a drink too when you're up there, right? Of course. It's a gentlemanly I can't, thing to do, right? I can't drink alone, you know. <laughs> Apparently, I don't see much right uh, now. Uh, 13, I mean, it's fairly dark in here, even at what is a rising morning. As the sun is raising in the sky outside, there's just through some of the cracks and the fairly crappy walling where the sun is beaming through in a little rays into the room that even indicate the light outside. The, the front door is kept shut. And from the outside, the Grand Tokel looks like a pretty unfriendly place that you wouldn't really walk into just looking for a drink unless you're already familiar with it. Not the kind of business, again, that caters to just the average person, but the kind of business that caters to really exactly what your assassin friend came in here to do. Get hired. Get hired and get paid and maybe do or discuss other things that are probably not terribly legal. <laughs> Kill clerics, get money. Kill as clerics, I, uh, get money. As I walk up to the table, 
uh, I walk up to the counter to order our like next set of drinks. I'm just going to nod over to um, where Kahina is sitting and be like, you're not going to have any table left after that man is done. And just as a joke to see if the bartender like notices any, or like shows any specific reactions. I don't know. None whatsoever. Right. Doesn't even look. That's it. I'll just grab the drinks and go back. <laughs> so you even get your drinks is the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you give them money. They'll probably give you drinks. Maybe. In a dirty, dirty cup. <laughs> just... Yeah. It's like the old westerns where they like the dudes like wiping the cups out with his beard. Pretty much, yeah. It's uh, not a great place. <laughs> so you wait for another half hour, another hour after that, till it's noon and the sun is at its highest in the sky and the beams of light in this dusty tavern have wound down to being now almost completely gone as they come through the ceiling significantly less effectively than they did the cracked wooden walls. A couple people have come and gone. A few more to pick up whatever food the granduncle offers for lunch, which doesn't smell a whole lot better. Than just the, you can't even tell what it is just from a glance. It looks like some kind of almost gray meat blob. People come in and do seem to largely be waiting or meeting with other people in here or waiting for an hour or so uneventfully and then leaving. It really is a wonder that this place is allowed to be open. Honestly, from your two hours, just two hours of cursory observation of the place. But then the door opens and a woman comes in. Best know terribly differently than anyone else who's been in here. Fairly simple gray cloak drawn around her body. She's relatively short and she brings her hood down through her kind of dark, rough brown hair. You can see a scar on the side of her head, almost back near her ear. And she looks around the room a bit and sees Kahina and comes over, pulls out a stool and sits down at the table with you. Doesn't say anything immediately. Kind of looks at whatever it is you've been carving on the side of your table. <laughs> Which is what, by the way, out of rock curiosity, just <laughs> idle nothing or? Just X's. Daggers, <laughs> blood drops. Subtly not the strong suit here, but also it not is. what I'm we're going for. So, so edgy. So <laughs> you have no idea how edgy I am. The world that doesn't S understand. Symbol from middle school. <laughs> yeah, that S symbol from middle school. Everybody used to draw. Yeah, that. She looks over at all this. Looks back down at her table. Bored with your knife work here. Been waiting. Been on a job? 
payment. Hmm. My job is done. Pity. As so often, the payment never comes. Dill. And she reaches into a pouch and pulls out a single platinum coin and puts on the table with one finger. Could search your coin from a different source. Of troubles. You don't seem too busy to me. Listening. She slides the coin over across the table towards you. Take it and just play with it, like, through my fingers. We have an operation here. I don't know who hired you, but it didn't go through us. I'm not terribly happy about that, I must say. I'm not looking for you to give me any sort of information. I know your type, you probably hardly paid attention in the first place. That's why you're still sitting here somehow expecting to be paid. But I've got a, sh a sanctioned job for you with something else that's off our table. Take care of some of our problems. Perhaps we can help you with some of yours. All right. You're familiar with Farkin? Lives on the east side of town, near the gates. Aye. Gone missing, though not many know that. Stopped by her house and believe she's perfectly fine, but someone's putting up a facade. Another job that wasn't ours. For whatever reason, that assassin's still trying to keep up appearances. I want you to pay them a visit. Find out what they're about. Where? At her house. Puts a piece of paper on the table. Here's the address. Now you take care of that business. Meet me at Grava's Entertainments. After sundown. Southwestern to Bountiful. Can't miss it. Toy shop. Hi. And who knows? Do good work. Could have a whole career in it for you. Spend a lot less time here waiting for payment. And she stands up from the table. Besides, everyone can use coin, right? Mm. But the grim smile puts her hood back up, turns and walks out of the building. Right, do we want to follow this person? Now, message has a really long duration, so it's actually still up at this point. After, oh, so I could say it's a actually, clean instant. an hour and a half it would have fallen off. 
Uh, is it last what 70 minutes right now i think it's 10 i minutes have level. multiple casts of uh, it. If, you, if you would have been keeping it up then yeah with the second yeah. cast the message would still be up so you would still be able to say this and kahina would also hear you yeah but like, should we be following this person uh, no i'm gonna oh so we can talk to you yeah, yeah. you can talk to each other you, oh, okay. what, how it works is you're you're like whispering you're whispering, you're whispering under your breath but inori and kahina both hear you as if you were whispering in their ear pretty much So, so it's not telepathic. It technically, it can mm -hmm. still be overheard. You do actually still have to say words, but it's like mm -hmm. you're saying it into their ear. One more or no? It's not our person, but we may have stumbled onto the Assassin's Guild of this place. That's wonderful. Farkin's the crazy chick, right? Yes. Farkin's the crazy chick you visited. And the address on the piece of paper will be the same address that you'd gotten uh, to go visit her before. Oh, so who we met was actually not Farkin, it was the assassin. Oh, so, oh. so claims this lady. <laughs> so should I buy another round or are we finished here? <sighs> One more hour, then we re-meet with Baylor and and uh, Nell, and we take this another route. After another hour of waiting here in the tavern, nothing more of interest would have occurred. It seems she knows the business fairly well, and either word hasn't gotten back somehow, or like she said, this man came into a tavern and paid so much up front with no intention to ever contact his assassins again. No one's appearing at any rate. All right, get up and walk out of the tavern. As we walk, I would like to uh, listen to hear to see if I can overhear anyone talking about the death or a death at the Church of Abadar, or that the enumerators been. Uh, as he would come out, because this uh, the Grand Uncle's also only about a block from this plaza. All these locations are all up in uh, church side and all fairly close together. Uh, give me that would be less a perception and more like a gather rumors with diplomacy right it's diplomacy time. and then i've got the 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 trait that gives me the plus two to that when i'm gathering you got the trait for that and dara has a skill that makes it take half as long so yeah. you uh, if, if you're together mm -hmm. it would still take you half of 1d4 hours to see if that's really like because you're not going to walk outside to somebody in the streets. Oh my God! Did you hear about the chief enumerator? Like that's that well, doesn't we happen. Well, sitting no. in there for a while. Like unless there's not a lot of talking happening in the Grand Uncle. I want. I want what is is very hushed. Observe if uh, anyone's following us while we're walking away. Oh, the twenty-one perception. You don't see anything though, and. Okay. Spending a couple hours to ask around. It does seem like word has gotten out about the attack on the temple. But people seem to be very unclear on what's happened. 
There doesn't seem to be a lot more information other than someone was attacked and the temples closed down for the day. And that there's a lot of rumors about a cleric was killed, possibly the enumerator was attacked. There was a, a fight in the church that turned deadly. So, word is out, but not specifics. People hmm. don't seem to really know what happened other than that something. Probably happened. better. <laughs> yeah. So after what would be mid-afternoon at this point, the five of you would finally reconvene back in the other tavern. All together, back still with the enumerator, waiting up in this room because he's got nowhere better to be. And at this point, Nell would have punched your fine friend several times to keep him remaining solidly unconscious. Or no, no, right. The, the carriage would have come around after probably about 20 minutes to pick up him. So you wouldn't actually have the unconscious guy anymore. That's right. The, she, the captain's dealing with that. And they would have taken that body or taken that bag and hauled it back to Firewatch HQ. So you wouldn't have the unconscious guy there anymore. You would just have the enumerator. Doing up with all five of you. Still in a fairly small room. With the chief enumerator. Catching up. And it only takes you uh, each of the various groups here a few minutes to explain what has happened in your time. And the developments of the day. And then where does that leave us, party? With all of the excitement, we... We didn't actually ever get to actually report in on what we witnessed when we went to uh, went to the worship service for the Twilight Child. The only bit of information that everyone doesn't know is, okay, you know, are you sharing the offer that that oh, lady gave you? Oh, uh, with the rest of the... With the rest of the party, yeah, because that would be the only yeah. thing that only like one. Okay, yeah, I figured yeah. you what I just was double checking, so you yeah. would have. Yeah, whoever seemed, it seems that whoever's going outside of normal channels to hire assassins, uh, the chief and the enumerator was not the only one on their list. It seems that Miss Farkin has also. Um, so I am unsure if the woman that we spoke with was actually Farkin. The enumerator speaks up. I, I heard word that something had happened with her, but she'd been reported fine and okay. Uh, this this makes even less sense. Why would anyone care about Madame Farkin? Bless her soul. She was a little, a bit of an oddity, of course, but maybe one of her conspiracy theories were right on. Could be. She had them by the dozens. You're muted, Baylor. It it did sound as though she may have stumbled into something real. And if that's the case, someone didn't want it getting out. Especially if she proved that maybe that a dead prince isn't a dead prince. <sighs> I don't know what's happened to Yanmis in the, the past weeks, but it seems like the city's losing its grip by the day. Assassins in the streets, and apparently a whole guild of them now. I I'm not hate surprised to. to hear that something like this is 
probably existed for some time. You don't have the amount of money that flows through a city like Yonmus without some kind of organized crime syndicates. And since the disappearance of the Talden Horse, it's only flourished. One of our major problems is these constant Kadiran bandit attacks out on the roads. It's not surprising. It would have gotten worse within the walls as well. The Firewatch can only cover so much. It's just a shame. Well, if there's an assassin actually posing as Farkin, that should probably be our next... our next stop. I... To try to trace back maybe whoever hired her was the same who hired the original one to... I don't want take... to seem arrogant or self-centered, but what am I to do? If there's... <laughs> Assassin still after me, hired from an unknown source. It's only a matter of time until they find out where I'm hidden. I mean, I can't and just that, stay sequestered. You see my friend here? Forever. He's pretty good at keeping people from killing people. So, I mean, he could stay with you. Yeah, I mean, at, at the worst, you could either hide in a safe house that we could set up for you, or we could just take you with us around for the time being and leave you when things are going to be dangerous. If you could provide me safe passage back to the commerce hall I imagine that'd be the safest place for me I can have the servants there bring me things I need I can still conduct business and the city won't want for my absence but it's well guarded and high profile I should be safe there sounds like a good setup to me if that's where you believe you need to be I, I can't think of a better solution to the problem at hand. I just don't we know do how to proceed. We do know we do have a carriage. And Baylord can rest enough to cast invisibility again. So getting you to Oh, we're just getting... going across the road, aren't we? It's it's literally the hill is directly behind us. Oh, so it's like it's literally right well, behind I mean, you. Yeah. It's it's right there. And, why don't we just form around him, walk him in there, and just leave him? No, we can. That sounds um, fine to me. Just put a cloak with a hood up. It's oh, right. We can. Our... I can work I, to, to try and help to disguise him. I can't imagine whoever is orchestrating this behind the scenes is desperate enough to attack on the street in broad daylight. Exactly. And if they do, surprised. that just gives us more information about who they this are. True. If you can walk me to the temple of commerce i'll feel safe enough and mm -hmm. you need not worry about me further from there I i'm sorry your investigation found no leads into these assassins lady Abendego. Mm -hmm. we may have stumbled onto something else though so uh, if nothing else we have a place for the fire watch to investigate that's for sure your opinion though if i may ask on what we saw uh, when we went to the worship for the Twilight Child. Could this legitimately be Eutropia's brother? It's not impossible. I was a, but a child myself uh, when Prince Carius was born. I wasn't old enough to really remember much, but I do recall all of the news around his death. 
at the time, for a brief moment, it was a, a major investigation, but there was some sort of writing accident and for whatever reason that he couldn't be revived. Uh, obviously such magics are possible. Simple, even for, tr for highly trained clerics, truly in tune with the divines, but such things are fickle. The afterlife is, well, from my understanding, it's beyond mortal understanding, beyond description, beyond anything any of us could possibly imagine. And it's not uncommon for souls to not want to return to this plane. I mean, you've seen just what's happened here in Yonmas in the past weeks. Mortals are fickle and violent. And beyond that, Phrasma and her ilk do keep a very tight grip on their souls. They're without a great reason to return. It's rare for bodies to be able to be resurrected, even by the most powerful of magics. But with his father dead in the wake of the Exaltation Massacre and this struggle for the crown now, it's... It's not impossible that the souls decided to return. Just as a man can change his mind here in this realm, he could or in the other. With powerful enough magic resurrection as possible, even years after death. Though why here and why now are the further questions. It's a, it's a truly concerning claim. I'll admit... I hadn't been entirely forward with the group of you before. I had heard rumors that Prince Carius was at the center of this cult, but I dismissed them. As I still do. But Sir Landless here, he seemed to be a fully competent and capable wizard. Did you see anything out of the ordinary? There was nothing that I saw. I, my mind is torn. Part of me really thinks this is some form of miracle while the rest can't help but look at it from a more logical standpoint. It's a magician's farce would work just as well for an actual spellcaster as a false one. There were so much going on, so many things to distract the eye. There could have been casters hidden anywhere, and even the large group of people would have almost no chance of noticing. Speaking of casters, though, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I, I know I saw something up in the the rafters at one point. I didn't really get a good look, but it was quick, fleeting moment. Could have been a caster. I mean, there are spells, like Baylor said, that can create any kind of illusion you want, really. I could, I could do one right now if you wanted me to. Illusory magics are quite powerful. I'm not well trained in them myself, but they span the whole range of arcane or divine magical ability. Any from 
the least gifted to the most practiced elder mage could conjure some kind of illusions, and enough of them working in concert could fool nearly anyone into thinking nearly anything. I still... Everything points to distraction and diversion, a, a grifter's con. This mist filling the room, obscuring vision of things. Nobody ever actually makes contact with the boy, as by your explanations, it was the preacher yeah. that laid hands on them. And he may himself be a powerful caster. And perhaps these illusions he's using to rally his own support for whatever reasons. But unfortunately, regardless of the truth behind this prison prince, the point still remains that the cult has done nothing wrong. By all accounts, they do seem to be promoting the good of themselves, the people, and even Yanmas, but... It's a heresy I feel sick tolerating. And I don't know what to think of this connection to worship of Erodin that they seem to be having so strongly. I must admit, I'm not well learned in his teachings myself. This was, again, quite before my, my time. There are many who have frowned upon me for my youth in this position, but... I will admit, occasionally it does me ill. I simply haven't been alive to experience as much as many elder priests. I'll ask around and see if there's anything to be learned from any of the other clerics at my temple. But I'm afraid I'll have to have the servants call for them up onto the hill. Now, I am very much tired of the stuffed confines of this room if we could please it is a little snug in here by all means so the group of you stand up to leave and for the last time six people kind of wiggle their way out of this very tiny kind of claustrophobic hotel room you've taken (laughs) and with a bit of a weird look from the I'm going up to that bartender and I'm going to say give me back my gold you loose lipped ninny (laughs) (laughs) the bartender you first read the room from uh pardon me sir the fire watch told me that you went and talked about me telling you not to talk so I want my money back at this point, Oswald, who's still posted here, kind of watching this guy, kind of stands up with the back, goes over, ah, 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 um, so, so, Starward, he, he hasn't told anyone, and I, I'm not yelling at him, I'm like in his face, like aggressively talking Yeah, it's talking pretty to clear that you're getting mad, all five of you are standing here with the chief enumerator, so I mean, Oswald is noticing that, that an altercation is happening here, and he's still a guard. He comes up, sir, I, I very much say we wouldn't want to penalize the man for, well, reporting a possible crime to the firewatches. It's for the good of the city. Oh, no, I I perfectly agree, but it's not a penalization if I paid him for 10 days and I'm not using any of them. And the barkeep speaks up. Uh, well, 
I can, I suppose I could refund you for, for nine of them, but I'll give you the coin back for tonight. Fine. You did use the room. It. Of course. And he uh, flips through a ledger a bit with Lux and gives you back, what was it, the nine silver for nine days, I think? Yes. <laughs> nine silver. They'll hand back to you. Uh, have a pleasant evening, ladies and gentlemen, and <sighs> chief en enumerator. <laughs> this is very confused. And the chief enumerator bows to him, as you as well, my child. Walk in the light. <clears throat> and uh, go over to Oswald and take him aside and let him know very quietly whispering that we're moving the enumerator and that the firewatch might want to post extra guards and he around. Oswald, oh oh yeah yes uh of course i'll report this back to the chief immediately uh, this is a of course a top priority case thank you very much uh unfortunately uh, our yeah. specific investigation did not turn up the results we had hoped. Ah, well. Truly unfortunate. The, uh, captain had put hope that you would, you would find something from this. We you... won't give up on it yet if we catch wind of anything else. We will let you know. We will keep in contact. Right. Do you need a, uh, an escort to wherever it is you're going? Oh. Uh, the more bodies, the the better, I suppose. But we're not only going right there. Literally up the hill, mind you. Up the hill. <laughs> so the you and Oswald and the chief enumerator walk up the hill and uh, up to the Hall of Commerce where you'd first met with the Mercantile Council. At the doorstep, the chief enumerator turns and bows his head to each of you. Just truly, I, I cannot restate this enough. I owe the group of you my life. I was abrupt with you when you first arrived. Your spat with the Earl did not reflect kindly on your group, but I understand we're a bit rough, it's fine. tensions are high, and I, I cannot argue with your abilities. As I said, the Cozen Bravos have accomplished nothing in the weeks they've been here, and you've directly intervened in this assassination attempt against one of the primary members of the Mercantile Council. I will put forward a good word for you and... I still worry. Be safe. Have someone cast wards. Choose very few servants. Oh, I will be... I will be taking the utmost precautions while I'm on this hill, but I do believe we will be safe here. It is, it is well guarded and, again, high profile. It would be difficult for anyone to sneak into here unnoticed. This hall itself is protected by several layers of magical defenses, thanks to the fine gentleman at the Mysterium. It was actually part of the trade deal for them to move into town, that they would provide us with magical aid. And, of course, my own magics are well-practiced. Usually I turn more to divinations and healing, but I have more than the capability to defend myself if necessary. If you have need of us, uh, they know where our house is, uh... They have record of where we're renting. Please do not hesitate to call us. Yes, yes, of course. I do believe it was uh, Sir Hamble 
that had led you into the chambers when you first yes. arrived? Yes. I will send him to contact you if I need you further, or if me or any of my clerics find anything, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your assistance. May the thank scales you. weigh in your favor. Yeah. Yours as well, Sir Linus. And he turns and heads into the Hall of Commerce. And that Oswald's still kind of standing there. Well, I suppose I should get back to the Firewatch HQ and report in everything that I've learned here. Uh, a Oswald. good evening to the, the group of you. And again, a- appreciate your assistance. But the captain was, was very firm about no more of these, these vigilante activities. So we'll take this uh, investigation unto ourselves now. Nothing else we we have intended will will be such vigilante acts. Everything else is much more just look and talk. Of course. But I will be expecting to hear some good things from you. Well, hopefully news of this matter is settled will be in the papers here in the next few days. Uh, with this now on the chief's agenda, whoever has sent these assassins has surely made a grave mistake. They have our full and undivided attention. Uh, g- good evening <laughs> to all of you. Yeah. And he turns and hurries like at a jog, an actual open jog, back down the hill. I would have made sure when we left that I used my sleeves not look to, normal again. to look normal again. Yeah, you look like a people. So I look like a people, and I they don't realize I've still got all the magical stuff and everything that we took off him. Speaking of which, who was going to take the other Cloak of Resistance? Oh, yeah, you did get two. Uh, I know, what Anori didn't have one at all. Yeah, we were putting one on Anori for yeah, sure. Yeah, I got, I got one. That was oh, the one. That was the second one. Yeah. Um. No, no, jump at once. I was wearing the one. Yeah, you, you, Kahina was wearing the one. I'd be fine with you just keeping it. Yeah. If. Which means because there was, uh, I have to go look, on the sheet. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, we can start that in a minute when we take a break. Yeah. Right? So as I'm, you, I'm uh, just making sure we don't mm-hmm. forget about it. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget. Because that was a cloak of two. resistance plus two. Yeah. Right? Don't forget that. Just... That's an important thing. So, as the group of you head back down off of the hill, where are you going? Where is your next destination? It's getting into evening now, so are we heading home, or are we heading to Farkins, or are we heading... We gotta head to Farkins, man. Dinner? Let's get some well, dinner. Yeah, he's probably hungry at this point. It's been an entire yeah. day of steakouts I and mean, waiting. we've been eating crappy food at the bar, so, you know. I, I don't eat bar food. Are you crazy? What you been eating crappy kind of food at the bar. The I barely <laughs> drank the beer. Like you, you, you ate the food. Man, I was did the... not realize you were such a princess. You're gonna pay for that later. You know that, right? And both things—the princess line and the food you ate. Well, I'm gonna pull Baylor to the side for a second and ask him about the armor that I can't remember his name. Bartleby. Bartleby. The armor that Bartleby was wearing and why it was invisible. And how could I make my armor invisible? Because I'd like to take it into the, the cult next time we go. I mean, I assume I would know what you would uh, with your spellcraft knowledge, Arkama. You would be familiar with the existence of glamoured armor. Yes, that that is a thing. I mean, I assume the armor was enchanted to be glamoured in some fashion 
where it can sort of similar to how Kahina magically changes her clothes and I have my noble outfit when I use my ring the armor could change its appearance to look like any form of clothing really interesting you know I know magic too right I always say this <laughs> he's just Leon is hey <laughs> I'm also I, I, a wizard. At Hello. This point, it kind of is offensive to me now, just slightly. Well, I mean, when it comes to subtle magic, I don't think to ask you. Well, this Oof. could be good. All right, listen to this one. You're going to love this. It's really cool. All right? We could have your armor somewhere, and I could just point at it, and it'll literally go on your body for you instantly. That's pretty cool, right? A lot better than being invisible. Not if we don't have it near us, though. I know that's the trick, but we could smuggle it in somehow. You know people, right? How are we... Or he could smuggle it in on his body. I could just wear while looking it. like a suit. Yeah. So you guys are walking. Nice and you guys suit. are. You guys are walking and talking yeah. about this. <laughs> and as and you talk. as you enter back into town, down from the hill road, wherever it is you're headed in Churchside, you hear a voice from nearby building address you. Curious. New group arrives in town. Waste their time investigating the Temple of Abadar. And you turn, and you see a bald man standing there with a black leather jacket down to his ankles. And basically nothing else visible on him but the, the little bit of silver trim and a bright red butterfly mask perched on his face. Are you a flasher? Because I've heard of types like you, and I do not approve of this type of tomfoolery. He closes his eyes and shakes his head. Waste your time investigating these leads, and you should be focusing on the abomination at the center of the cult. I honestly have expected you to be the, uh... Mercus... Mercondus? Aren't you a little old to be hiding in dark corners, old man? He shakes his head again. Useless. We've been to the cult. This was not entirely unrelated, speaking to the church. These leads are meaningless. Uh, These men will know anything. They can't give you any useful information seen you there you've seen their services know what's at stake you waste your time well give us something then what do you know fortunately little more than you I'd say our time's not wasted then do know that you should be focusing all of your efforts directly on this cult there are five of you you have arms and magic why dance around with this subtlety I see that's the approach I wanted to take with it but they didn't like my idea this town has a lot of problems you must give us a, a solid reason that that must be our top priority we have no reason yet you've seen the abomination you have no idea how powerful the cult around it truly is or how best to break it I am one man and one man alone 
All I can tell you is they must be stopped. I can give you some information from my reconnaissance, but precious little unless you wish to attack them directly as you should. They are so powerful, we likely need to investigate further before the attack. And do what you can. Look into them. Investigate. Try to pierce their veil. But no, there is little they will allow you to learn without you infiltrating their sanctum. They are careful with their facade, but they are dangerous, and they must be stopped. These petty politics of the city are but a momentary concern. This must be your absolute priority. And with that, he turns and just literally starts walking away from you. That's kind of rude. Just walks away, like mid-conversation. Who does that? Was it the grandpa line? Did I... Did I, did I do what I do again? Uh, it's just another Night's One type mm. thing, I guess. As long I... as they're not trying to kill us, I don't care. So, food. Then we can go and meet Farkin again. Only this time with a little more steel. Well, food so, does sound like a pretty good idea because I think it's a solid time for us to take break. Little early, haven't. but we can do it. I gotta pee like super. I knew that was coming back. <laughs> so, as evening begins to fall and the sun starts to head down, the group of you are going to stop to grab a meal before you head out to investigate Caradina Farkin once Quotation more. marks. Caradina Farkin once more. Uh, what are we, what are we fooding? What are we, are we just stopping to grab something quick because we got a mission to do? Or I heard somebody briefly mention going to the fancy place, which I assume is Savory's. I know exactly what to do. <clears throat> I don't like this. That's not the good start to any sentence when it comes out of your mouth. I'm going to use Lore Taverns to see what a fantastic place around here to eat at would be. Does that work for food or is that just taverns well if you Taver want bar food <laughs> I don't know there are high-end bars yeah you, you, know, bar you know, run in, in a para there were def there definitely fancy taverns all right give me lore taverns no bar crawling skills activate all right 18. 18 you could definitely find what would be the uh, current perfect combination of great fast and relatively inexpensive tavern food on your way from where you are over to Caradina Farkins because you're going from northern Yanmas to eastern Yanmas. So this one is a decent distance. And on your way there, you can stop and grab yourself some, I don't know, what kind of what, what, whatever food everyone's feeling. I've, brats. Brats is bar food. Also thinking, sounds really good right now. <laughs> I was thinking like shish kebab, eat and walk. You can eat and walk with brats. The, 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 the handle yeah. is more food. I've been sitting in a bar since like eight in the morning. I need something a little bit better than walking around with a shish kebab. 
Tyler wants to sit down and have kale salad with your, you know, maybe some healthy eating habits. I am gonna punch you in the throat if you keep running your mouth, Dara. She'll take her shoes off before she does it too. Clean. Because I'm classy, guys. That's it. It is. Have you seen these guns? You don't get this from eating cheeseburgers all the time. She's trying so that uh, the next time we go dress shopping. I'm trying she's to squeeze the size. No, she's down in size. You know me so well after all these months. <laughs> you've really got it all figured out. Inori's primary concerns. Dress sizes. Definitely. <laughs> from what I've gotten from Inori over 2.1 books <laughs> of War for the Crown, that really seems like what's at the center <laughs> of Inori's Right room. on point. Yeah. So you get... <laughs> Some food of choice. Whatever. You don't have to go to the same place. You all get your assorted dinners. And after about an hour or so later, as the sun is getting ready to set, you meet up outside Caradina Farkin's house once more. How how obvious if you're is it that you're holding a detect magic? I would say relatively obvious. Uh, I, I what, what I'm going to so say also. is because you, you not only have to cast it, you have to maintain it, so you're concentrating. You're clearly concentrating. Your hand is up, and I'm going to go as far as to say that a literal multicolored emanation of energy is coming out of your hand. So it is astronomically obvious, like overwhelmingly obvious, that you are holding the tech magic. Well, I mean, depending on the purpose of what you're trying to do it, it doesn't matter how obvious it is if there's a big guy in metal armor standing in front of you saying he's going to do this. You're not going to stop him. You are a big man in metal armor. I I was seeing if there was a more subtle way to do it. Subtlety is not our specialty. See, with something like the tech magic, we have to concentrate and maintain it, and it's an emanation. I don't yeah, even I, think I, like I, I think even a still it. silent detect magic would still be obvious because it's emanating from you. Mm -hmm. Hell, but, I mean, even if you like took all the disguising your spellcasting feats and whatnot about the time you start channeling it it's just gonna be given away so, so you... i can't go in there with that already running no you can't go in there with your, no. your, your hand in your pocket detecting magic in the front of your robe no you can't do that not in a way that, that a magic rod in your pocket or <laughs> are you just pissing rainbows <laughs> what <laughs> What if uh, you or one of us is in there and the other is detecting magic? That would be less obvious, I guess. I mean, you could, you could do that. Like, if it's not looking, she literally at has lead-plated walls. There are lead-plated, like there oh. are patchwork lead platings in her walls, so you're only gonna be able to detect like between them. So she's she's like, a high-grade conspiracy theorist you're dealing with. High-grade conspiracy theorist. So you're once again outside her very narrow little squat house and her weedy yard and the gate going all the way around the outside of her estate here. Not very well maintained, but just trying to keep people out because she doesn't seem like the kind of person who likes friends that much. What are we doing? Um, I would assume we were going up there under the guise of she told us to come back to and report we did, back we did investigate the encircling bower like she asked us to mm -hmm. wait is this not a suspected enemy 
We think it's yes, the... but she doesn't we... know that we know. No, that she's a... Was okay. this the week he was gone? Was this the week he missed? Oh, was, this, crazy... the, was this the week he missed when they came yeah, okay. no, to this lady before? Mel was not there. Yeah. So uh, we went right, to the... Right. That's right, because he was sick. Um, we went to the crazy lady's house, and the crazy lady told us to go check into the cult. Now they're saying that the crazy lady is actually dead, and the the person who actually assassinated her is posing as her to keep it to make it seem like she's still alive to we did learn this off of an assassin though so i we should take it with a obviously but still okay you were talking about lead line walls and crazy person hold up and a pretending to be someone else i assumed we were just breaching clearing this no 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 she doesn't know we're, that we're going in under the guise that we're still this working with her and probably things are going south at some point <laughs> and she's either gonna be either we're gonna find out she actually outsmarted an assassin or we're gonna this is all out of character by the way um we're talking about this in the streets you are not magically meta knowing this this is a conversation yeah. you're having in the streets. well this is a hushed I mean, we're, conversation we're, yeah than, it's, like, it's, it's, it's more subtle than us just yeah, yelling it is over a hushed it, conversation yeah. but it is a conversation everything sounding clear and concise we're speaking in normal voices well at the same time at the same time i'm going to stab her at the same time we said we filled him in at the house about Farkin like two sessions ago. You did. Yeah, I just me it's personally did no. not remember it. Oh, okay. okay, that's what enough. I. So, that's why okay, I said no, I thought, this okay, is out of character. Actually, is is actually Derp not remembering? But this like, like yeah, Derp doesn't know some because Derp wasn't is a recap. Some of it is discussing what's going forward, and that mm -hmm. is in character. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. half and half. We got fifty fifty yeah. split on this one. Yeah. So yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna. Why well, you guys are all bickering? Does anyone want any of this kale salad? It's really good. <laughs> oh. uh, I've got a brat kebab that looks like so, a long sword. It's pretty good. So oh, what are we doing, Hardy? <laughs> well, she seemed to like Kahina, so Kahina's gonna have party. She's going to go up to the door and, like, <laughs> just like a duh. Well. Brief. Like, but like three stop, two two stop, like, like crazy pattern. knocking, doing a crazy pattern, just yeah, over the top, obviously intentional. So, if you hear shuffling behind the door before this knocking has overwhelmed her curiosity, and the door opens a tiny notch, which is more than you got on your first attempt last time, and you once again see Gary and Farkin. Lunch hour peeking out the door. Ow! Ow! She shuts the door again. You hear 17 locks being undone on the other side. Scraping and chains rattling and the giant iron widgets turning and stuff happening. Until finally the door opens up again a few inches further. Hey! Come inside. Were you followed? No. Good. We, we checked. Good, good, should good, I good, make good, a perception good. check on whether or not we were followed? Maybe I should just stay out here and guard the door. No! I'll have you inside! They'll see you. Okay. Hey, buddy. Move along. Move along. So everyone piles in once again into her squat little house. 
where her fantastic decorations of randomly scattered square lead plates are attached to the insides of the walls here. And she shuts the door behind you and starts redoing a bunch of the locks. Her living room is probably about like 20 feet across by 20 feet across. This is the vast majority of the house. It's a comfortable size. This is a far cry from the tiny inn room you were stuck in before. We can fit six people in here. You can comfortably fit six people in here. And she has one sad, raggedy little couch pointed at a blank wall. <laughs> it's just nothing, no paintings, no anything. Thank God, no paintings. And uh, behind <laughs> it, one shelf that's pretty bare with a couple scattered stacks of loose paper, journals, and raggedy tomes. And uh, several news articles now above it. This is a new edition pinned to the wall uh, in a like, kind of a straight line up above it of just anything out of the ordinary that has shown up over the last few days. Um, Can I just pick up one of the tomes and start leafing through it, like try and reading something, trying to read it? Yeah, you, she you, pick, stop it up, me? you pick it up and look uh, and start looking at something. And it, it appears to be. Uh, introduction to just basic the herbology of mushrooms. And as soon as you start flipping through it, kind of curious, she grabs it out of your hand, slams it shut, and puts it back on the shelf. No touch! Now, okay. what did you see? It's just mushrooms? You saw mushrooms? Well, I mean, it was about mushrooms, I thought. And she goes and she picks up the book, starts flipping through it. Yes, 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 this could be important. What kind of do you? With a cap, full, rounded, ribbed. You took with a torch out of my hand. I I don't know. What did you see at the cult? Imbecile! Oh, and the slams the book oh. down on the table. We <laughs> saw a dead friend. <laughs> what? All right. We but what did you see at the cult? Two um, dwarves guarding the door. Oh, he waited outside. They wanted we, my saw, armor. we saw. Smart. That way they couldn't get inside of all of your minds. I want to talk to him. Oh, and she boy. shuffles her oh, way up to no. It's just. <laughs> and you got your breastplate and everything on. You wear your armor around everywhere now. You're not playing yep. games anymore. After getting attacked in the streets, armor's on all the time. So she starts literally like feeling around your breastplate. Like she's. Patting how tall you down is she? For something. Not very. Maybe four and a half feet on a good day. Uh, okay. With how hunched over she is. So she's like <laughs> reaching up to try and get your, your pauldrons and whatnot feel around under everything. This takes some time. She's not very fast about it. And she stopped several times to poke something curiously a few times. It never appears to be anything. Or she goes all the way down to your boots. All right, take off your shoes. Why? Because I have to see if they've marked you. All right. They know about the wrists. They're onto this. They stopped using that one because they know I know what they know. It'll be in your shoes if they have one. I will kick off my boots. So you gotta, I mean, these are like armored boots. It's not exactly yeah. kick off. You these like these are the enchanted armored boots. You gotta unstrap a bunch of stuff from your full plate. You in your full plate? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So this is going to require assistance to get out of your boots. I don't think you can... Oh, no, you can crouch in full plate. Yeah, but they're, like, attached to greaves. 
up. No, I, I'm wearing the uh, I'm wearing the boots of the earth. Oh, the boots of the earth. Oh, right, 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 right. They're not actually part of the full plate. You, you can take those off. You're right. So you take off your boots of the earth, and she picks up your boots, and she's a fairly small woman. Looks tilted up and like almost fits her whole face inside the neck of this boot. Looking at it, what is this? Dark Talden make. Did they give you these? No. These were given to me. No, they're fine. She hands them okay. back to you. <laughs> I was expecting it, but I was still yeah. hoping not. <laughs> Alright, you. I come come with me. Come with me. And she she gestures you to follow her over to the corner of the room where it was like kind of a rounded uh, what would originally have been built into the house is like a big bay window, a nice seating area, that she has completely and totally not just boarded up, but re removed all of the glass and actually just replaced it with a bunch of boards and just mortar over the back side of it, or, or the outside of it. So it's just dark, <laughs> other than one little candle she has poked in there. It's the darkest part of the house. Nearly like maybe 15 feet from the rest of the party. I'm, I'm gonna lead him over to Darren. Should we help him? I mean... He seems to be enjoying himself. Alright. So she stands up as tall as she can. You need to keep an eye on them. You were the only one. And she's very clearly pointing at the rest of the party as she's talking to them. Like very aggressively pointing to all of you. But if they went inside, they could be marked. They could be tainted. They could already be under the master's control. Do you trust them absolutely with your life? I'm going to lean down and in a slightly above a whisper that could be heard by anyone paying attention, I'm going to say the one over there, the, the white haired one was eating a kale salad. I think someone might be controlling her. She looks over very directly at Inori. Just meets your eyes and just stares at you unblinking. But the rest of them are fully trustworthy. What do you say? What do you say? Now remember, that was loud enough anyone listening could hear. <laughs> she just nods a bunch. Right. Right there. And she walks over to Inori, over by this uh, this bookshelf here, <laughs> and starts looking you up and down, very, very directly inspecting every inch of the Inori. Paint a picture, man. Let me see your sword. No. Give it. Give it to me. Never. <laughs> I'm going to say from behind our small friend here, yeah, taking that sword will get you stabbed. I, you don't want to touch it. Turns back down and looks over towards Nell. Looks back the, up the, at Nori's face. The sword is special. Let me see it. <laughs> you hit CR in your head. Don't you draw me, girl. <laughs> Not for this. Are you serious? <laughs> Draw her out. <laughs> Just don't touch him, okay? You can look, but don't touch. 
And yeah, I said him out loud. She so immediately raised her out. hands up to start touching your sword. No, don't. <laughs> I said don't touch. And so she she leans in. Reaches no, around. No. I'm gonna put it away. You got you got to keep your hands to yourself. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Okay. 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 So hands <laughs> no, I'm putting it back in my seat now. That's. That's enough, okay? Listen, I'm with you. I was at the show. I thought, you know what? I think I saw something up in the rafters, if I'm being honest with you. I don't know what it was, but I might have seen something. She leans in really, 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 really uncomfortably close to you. She's still a good deal shorter than you, so <laughs> looking up. She's not looking up at your face anymore. She's, like, looking at your chest with one <laughs> hand on your shoulder Ugh. listen listen all of you trust your friend secret masters have more power than you could possibly understand you cannot trust this one and she sticks a short sword oh. into a nori I'm so needs you guys. <laughs> Roll some initiative. Roll me some initiative for for this one here. Oh boy! Bring you over. Well then. Oh! Now got it, Nori. Stabbed. I'm gonna be, gonna be so mad if I this is the assassin and we just like played this like this. this. There we go. All right, now you can be the because I, I didn't have us in the window yet. <laughs> you get to re-roll. You're a uh, hard one. That worked out great. <laughs> Are we already rolling the hard ones there? Mm, look at these numbers. <laughs> numbers are fun. These are exciting numbers you guys are rolling. Some okay, of she wrong also got a page pretty bad my number. Sheet. All right, Initiative so. go! Oofy. Uh, so we have you win that tie because you have a higher modifier than she does because I'm gonna get to intimidate her then. She's a crazy old lady. Uh, you do you do get to intimidate her as part of initiative, so you can try to intimidate her immediately. All right. Uh, thirty-one. She's pretty intimidated. Uh, let me check what her DC is. Okay, hold on. It was it's not thirty-one. Not thirty-one. I know. Check how long rounds. she's yeah. Intimidated. Yeah. What was the that's, damage, by the way? I don't know if you said. If that's I didn't what I'm it. getting to. Oh, okay. Okay. Hit dice. Right. Hit dice plus wisdom plus ten. Okay, so she's then by every not that by every five you beat it's around. I'm gonna remember it someday. Someday I'll remember the freaking intimidate DC. I don't know why I have a mental block for the intimidate. Right, DC. Every time I roll intimidate, the rules right there. That yeah, that's how I, I added it. So, so as she stabs you, Inori, it well, it is a surprise attack. So, so this is not a surprise round. You uh, several things are going to happen. First of all, this little short sword she pulls out from under her robe does 18 damage immediately. She... This is a practiced stab. She did not just... This is not a crazy old lady stabbing you. This is an optimized, 
perfect internal organs skewering stab. Okay. Roll Assassin. me a fortitude save. <clears throat> 23. For the 23, as she hits you, you feel your entire body shudder and you almost immediately lose consciousness. But you hold on. Make me another fortitude save. As the wound flares with a searing pain from the poison on her sword as well. And she screeches out, She ain't the Kale! You can't trust her! Help me! Dara. Uh, I'm going to draw my bow. Uh, that's, that's, there's something wrong going around here. <laughs> um... I'm gonna draw my bow um, and run around to the side where next to a nori and uh, I guess she's still but she's still conscious right she's just like yeah she is still conscious she like okay. you can see her like life flash before her eyes and she like staggers and almost wavers a bit but she stays standing Okay, I'm going to. Can how much more can I do? Can I like, because I've drawn my bow, and I ran over there. That's kind of all I can do. Uh, right? You can draw as you part can of draw as part of movement. So that's only one move action, actually. Can I pull Inori away, or no? That's uh, a reposition. That's a, yeah. That'd be a combat maneuver. So it depends if Inori is going to let. You. If you want to try to do that, Inori, are you going to let? Uh, Dara. Dara tries to grab you and pull you away. Are you going to let him? I mean, yeah, I'm kind of more focused on the lady in front of me. <laughs> Just right. stabbed, so, so then I you guess... can then you can, as your standard, pull an Ori behind you with the reposition combat maneuver. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, you know, so should he... I roll the combat maneuver? No, if he's going to let you, it, it just happens. Oh, okay. That's why I asked him, because if he's going to resist it, you have to okay. make the combat maneuver. But if he's going to let you do it, you can just do it. Okay. Now. Yeah. I'm going to say dead or alive just general question to the party move cool. to here dead or alive? <laughs> draw my weapon alive for now then I am going <clears throat> I can get away with with a with one defensive attack start the slapping All right. Just the first one. Ignore the second one. Yep. So a 23. Uh, 23 will connect with her for sure. But as you hit her, as your uh, sword connects with her, you feel it clank as if against armor. But still, she takes 12 damage. I told you it'd get you stabbed. <laughs> And for being a crazy old lady, 12 damage does not seem to bother her at all. Kahina. Dara takes uh, 
Inori and throw and like reposition the base <laughs> right in front of me. Yeah, throws, so, it, throws her to the healer. Just, <laughs> yes. I, just, I just have this visual of Dara Aliu? just reading and Aliu, move and then like straight into Kahina. Are you familiar her. with the peasant cannon? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing she's only been eating kales because she's really light. So oh, she's really man. light. Throw her over the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dara repositions, and I reach out and wrap my arm around Anori and pull her towards me and oh put my, my hand right against the wound and cure, uh, <laughs> cure uh, moderate wounds. Uh, with your magic, Nori's going to recover some amount of health. Is going to be 13. 13. Thank you. And while do this and then her mind can't be affected. Stop this. Ciaran wouldn't allow it. Is the call out. No. No, they got to all of you. And uh, she is going to drop down with no hitting her from behind. She's going to kind of spin with that and drop down behind the couch. Uh, like, almost crouching. And she is going to disappear from everyone's view, except Nell, behind the couch. And as part of that same movement, she's going to flip her sword around to, like, a reverse grip and spin up over the couch and swing at Dara while he couldn't see where she was... Uh, where she was mounting the strike from. And seeing that attack, I will shift Coriana's blade's defense over to Dara for a plus one. Alrighty, so Dara, what is your flat-footed plus one? Because you couldn't see the attack when it was coming. Um, flat-footed is 16, uh, so 17. So as she does this, as she uh, twists up from behind the couch, you just don't have time to react, and her sword... <laughs> pierces straight through your armor and you take 16 damage and I need you to make me a fortitude save as well against the blade's poison okay, okay. Right, uh, 16 and uh, you feel this wound also ignite with searing pain uh, as she plunges this sword through you. But as she does also, there is a flash of magic as black energy pulses down the sword into you as she strikes. Make me a will save. I'm going to use my ring. <laughs> or, or can I? Yeah, I you haven't can use acted. Yeah, you, that, mm. Did I say it was a free action or an immediate action? You know, uh, you just said that I could do it not on my turn. I'm gonna say it's an immediate action. You can't do it if you have, if you haven't acted yet. All right. So with a fifteen, fifteen on the will save, you feel just a blast of further pain, just raw pain, as this energy shoots into you, and you take an extra one damage. You do right. largely resist whatever the effect was. 
Uh, it's like she has so many things going at once with the sword, the poison, the flash of magic. The pain from the strike and your surprise almost helps you focus to push back against the whatever the flash of energy was. And you stop it from affecting you any further than just a point of damage. Baylor. Alright. She's back where I can see her now, yeah. Yeah, she ducked down for a second. She basically move action, stealth, That's standard what I action thought. attack from stealth, yeah. So as she's popping back up, I don't have any way to really non lethal, but I can try and slow her down. I mean, Nell's definitely just hitting her with a long sword side. <laughs> you gotta soften so, him up. I'm gonna <laughs> cast a spell and fill her ears with an incredibly loud scream. You're gonna have this this like ear shattering blast here, which is just gonna overwhelm her and almost just blow her hearing out. She has a shriek and then just nothing. And She's got a minus two on the save because she's shaking. She is in fact shaken. That is a fort save she's making. And she passes. So, no daze. Not dazed, and she only takes four damage from the ear-piercing scream. Seems to be a pretty efficient old lady here in battle. And Nori. She's hardy. She's a hardy one. That she be. Okay. Um, I am going to draw Ciaran as part of my movement back into position with this lady. Uh, actually, no, first. No, I'm just doing that. I'm moving. Moving drunks aren't getting into position to flank with Nell. Um, and with swift action, noise eyes flash. All of a sudden, ice and Ciaran gets coated with it and kind of extends around a little bit, giving it cold and keen buff that you've seen before. And with uh, my standard, I'm going to attempt to whack her in the mouth. You have the same flash of energy up your blade. I just gotta give her some slap. Sounds good to me. So, uh, she is going to try to take a swing at you as you move through Dara's square. Oh, okay. She is still shaken for the moment, so she's at a minus two. That's a lot of dice. What's your AC right now? You um, don't have any buffs up right now. It's just 16. No, right? I don't. 19. Uh, did, 19. Did you add in the Cloak of Resistance and stuff? You don't get AC. No, I'm 19 with my armor. Oh, yeah, you got the new armor now. That's right. You have to just 19 base. All right. So yep. uh, as you as you move through, she tries to take a swing at you, but whiffs as you uh, slide past behind Dara as she can't really get a good follow-up strike from that spin she was doing behind the couch. Flanking with Nell. You are in fact flanking with Nell. Beautiful. Attack. And, oh, with 28. a 28. You absolutely hit her and discharge the ice and lightning into this woman as you strike. And, and again, you feel like you're hitting someone wearing reinforced armor. Though she doesn't appear to be wearing any. Mm. And there's eight from the strike. 
And then what, 2d6 from the ice? No, ice? just 1d6 because of the. I had the keen on instead of the lightning. Oh, okay, so 11 just ice. damage then. Alright, that brings us back around to Dara. So Dara feels the stab and just searing pain through his body. And it actually kind of helps center him. And he just goes, like, snaps into battle mode. Instead of protect mode, he's just, like, goes straight into battle mode. And focuses his first two shots. Uh, just pulls three arrows out. Three arrows. Super focuses his first two shots. And just fires three arrows into her. And as you hone this in, you don't want to get stabbed anymore. You let these bolts fly. And I assume those first two are ignoring her armor. Yeah. Alrighty. So, a 19, 22, and a 23. Uh, with those first two ignoring her armor, which is pretty impressive since you can't see it. The fact that all three of those uh, do connect. You're so lucky, she doesn't have combat reflexes. All three of those do ask. connect. Yeah. You're so ask. lucky. <laughs> You fired in melee range. You get away with it this time. You're lucky she blew her AOO. Doesn't on me. have combat reflexes, <laughs> but uh, all three of these at point blank range just connect up the old woman. Okay, um, and then crossbow. Never punished. Uh, Stop rolling eights exclusively for damage. Wow. <laughs> Thirteen okay. damage bolt. Uh, yes. A 10 damage bolt and Good a 12 night. damage <laughs> bolt. Wow. Oh 35 damage from your three shots. And with that, she is actually reeling. <clears throat> and that brings us to Nell. You said alive, right? And I'm going to grab the poor, poor not an assassin. As far as you know. <laughs> uh, with a 29? Ooh. Of course, dropping sword and shield so I can full yeah, on you, you, uh, bear hug. You can't just drop a heavy shield. You can't? No. It's that's... a move action to put it on. It's a move action to take it off. So you yeah, can't move take action, it take off. it off, and just drop the sword. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can, yeah, you can just. That's what I mean. You can and drop like, weapons as a free action. But it's a move action to take your shield off. So you, you can yeah. move action, drop it. It provokes, but she obviously can't take it off. And then you can hug her, and then you get your twenty nine. And once again, you have bear hugged another random stabby assassin <laughs> in Yonmas. It's going great for you so far. You're doing fantastic at this, Kahina. Um, Kahina. Ah, uh, hmm. Sure, we haven't got to use this yet. Uh, start my performance. Just giving everybody that sweet, sweet plus two, and then whatever's left. And just to add some extra terror to this poor woman, because kind of upset that she uh, attacked one of my BFFs, my shopping buddy, and she was just eating the kale salad to get down to dress size. I mean, really. So, 
That didn't work. I was casting a spell, but it didn't do the damage for it. It just did the plus two. So, hold on. It's... I have to... Yeah, it didn't do the, the thing. Uh... So... So... Not fun spell. Yeah, you summon forth a, a bazillion tiny spiders with your magic, and they all kind of form together as if they were one giant object and lash out like a whip. A whip of spiders. Hey, Mickey makes her return! Except I can't trip <laughs> people with it. Um, and, uh, but I can't hit people with it. You do still have to hit them. Yep, it's yeah, a melee touch attack. Yeah, that's it'll do seven damage if you hit them, but you do still have yeah. to hit them. Is it? Yeah. This is like don't roll a one territory. That's a melee touch attack on a grappled lady, so probably getting yeah. pretty close to that. And then she and she still shook and she. Shaken yeah, doesn't affect her AC, that. but yeah. Oh, 25 will definitely hit her with the spider whip. And, and with... What, uh, do you, what do you do? I take this whip and then I... And I round my head once and then I slap around her with it and just let all these little creepy crawly spiders start nibbling all over her from where I hit her. It's a 1d6 damage. Um, so 7 damage plus poison and distraction i thought you was terrified of spiders what is this she's spider not happy with she it. has weaponized that i've weaponized my fear <laughs> like dara cool. with the acid yeah dara's yeah, embraced the acid bolts she has learned well from her i've learned well from my fake husband yeah i guess that and i am seizing my fear to inflict it on others yeah, he got half his face burned off with acid bolts, and now he definitely just uses an acid whip to strike people. So, because this is supposed to be take him alive territory, after I see him go limp, I'm going to attempt a heal check to stop them from dying. Um, and then I'll stab him in the chest with my sword. <laughs> We're supposed to question him. So it's you, an assassin. They're not trained to... You don't have to know that. I you, know. I mean, if, if someone's... No one's actually even in range to stop a full-round action to... Unless Dara wants to drop his crossbow and... I mean, I could just move the body. You don't threaten... I mean, he's, he's just doing it, and it's just his action, and none of you are in... Uh, or not her action, and none of you are in melee range to stop Inori from just... Oh, I thought Shinmi was just being facetious. I didn't realize... I'm pretty sure he's serious. He, he looks pretty serious to me. Shinmi, are you serious? Uh, yes. Yeah. And he, uh... He's just seething with anger that you haven't seen, just... Who degras this woman. And as you do, her body starts to almost burn away as if it was like a thin sheet of paper. 
revealing underneath it a completely different woman. A large half-orc, clad in fairly ornate leather armor, with a, several extra kunai and daggers around her waist, small vials of poison, and the sheath for her short sword that you hadn't seen before she drew it. This woman is most definitely not Caradina Farkin. That's gotta be really creepy to watch. It's magic. This is why it's I just don't like an like outer magic, layer burns so away creepy. and then just leaves this woman behind. You've seen creepier things. Have I? Like the web. Woman just nailed All right, so I'm not going to do the standard procedure here because this is very clearly a dead body. This is definitely a dead body. Ciara was just stuck wholly through her. She is very dead. You did the procedure on someone who no longer possessed a yeah, you torso. You did the procedure on the guy no, whose bones exploded and then the rest still... of them exploded. Yeah, one of them was still alive, so there was cause for standard procedure. No, he's got to walk over to the corner and just try to calm down. Well, we found and the assassin. Exactly. Makes me wonder where Miss Farkin actually is. We should probably search the house. Check under the couch. I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, let's check her first. Also, I didn't know you didn't know this, Bren, but if you fire your crossbow while someone you're in someone's range, they get to stab you for free. But uh, is it per shot? Is it per shot or is every it single if they shot can take provokes. multiple? But uh, okay. most people can only take one attack of opportunity. Yeah. But a lot of monsters have a feat called combat reflexes for no reason, which means that they can take a bunch <laughs> of attacks of opportunity. So it would be every time you shot, they'd get to stab well, you. It, it's but, not even that squid because reloading a crossbow also provokes. Yep. Oh yeah, they get six because you'd shoot, provoke, <laughs> reload, provoke, shoot, provoke, reload, provoke, shoot, provoke, reload, provoke. They get the stab you six times. Yeah. You, you technically it's... provoked six attacks. She just didn't have Good the capability news. to take any of them. She does not have combat reflexes, so she didn't get to take all of them. But yeah, you do not want to fire your crossbow while you're in somebody's reach. I actually didn't know you didn't know that, so it worked out. That they got the learning experience without getting stabbed. So, so, so who wants to wear future, my boots do that. for healing? I, it takes 24 I, hours to turn attune the boots. Oh, of Earth, okay. They, it's most, not that cool. Most magical <laughs> items in Pathfinder have that clause for exactly that reason. Yeah. So you can't just hand them all around to the party to use for a second. So you can use it, but everyone else has to be healed through conventional means. And right now, Dara is fairly stabbed. Everyone else looks uh, mostly okay. I mean, yeah, but... Not he's not, like, crippled and dying, but he's stabbed. Slightly stabbed. Yeah. Come here, darling. I am nearly right next to you, actually, already. <laughs> but I'll step five foot closer. You are take the wand you. out. Do you I'm more? walking over to where Inori's standing in the corner and just waiting. While they're doing up. that, I'm going to come over here and just kind of tip the couch up over and put it <laughs> up against the wall and see what was potentially hiding under it. So the ceiling in here is not going to be high enough for you to tip this entire oh, couch. All the way I'm just going to tip the couch back so over can, across like, the dead body. Up. I mean, there are some random crumbs and rat droppings underneath it, but nothing of interest. Yeah. A one okay. dagger, nothing else. There is one other door leading further into the house. The, this living room is the majority of the house, but not all of it. And back in the corner where Nori is currently very angry, 
she is in front of the only door that leads forward. But Baylor, you head over to her. Just... Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I'm just looking at her, waiting, because she's obviously trying to collect herself. Uh, Dara, how much, how many hits of, what is it? Cure moderate. Cure moderate. 13 or 6 health do you want? This is um, a cure light too, isn't there? Yeah. You just want a hit of 13, just one charge off the, uh. Yeah. Yeah, just fine. take one charge off the cure moderate wound, and you can, okay. uh, you can use that to heal, uh, Dara real quick. Okay. Everybody just stand, there's still a few. Boop, boop, one. So after that, I'm going to walk over to the body and start looking over it for the weapons and the whatnot. And so while you, I assume at this point you just use the tech, tech magic, magic while you're looking over things. Uh, she does have quite a bit on her. Her armor and her sword are both enchanted. Uh, and... She as well has a pair of uh, very fine, finely made daggers and a pair of finely made kunai on her belt, both masterwork. Uh, speaking of, the belt itself is also magical. I'll give you plus one studded leather armor and plus one short sword for free at this point. Your level eight character is not going to make your roll for that. I'm going to make your roll for the belt, though. Baylor, when you that... have a chance. Is that going to be a belt of slap that on me, please? Baylor is still over with the Nori, though. <laughs> so, for the time being, the only natural light source in this entire place is over here, right? That window is boarded up. Uh, there are several lamps lit. There are no natural light sources. Okay. Every window is boarded up. So, I'm going... That's why you can't see through it on dynamic lighting. That's there is an what out I figured, yeah, but I was there, making There sure. is an outside of this house, but she literally boarded all her windows because... Actual Caradina Farkin is, in fact, insane. So so where's the... Oh, up where Nori is, is the other door? Yeah, yeah she's she's uh, still in the corner. And uh, Baylor and Dara are just sort of patiently waiting. Here's Can Ciaran. I just kick the door open? <laughs> By all means. So you just go ahead and boot this door open, which leads into a relatively small bedroom. Uh, with nothing more than a simple bed in the southern end of the room and a chest tucked in the northern corner and uh, one more door that just leads into a, a back hall that leads out the back side of the building. This room is full of maps, notes, every bit of wall and the edges of their bed and even the chest are covered in, in insane ramblings this is the room with the red threads pinned to a bunch of things mm -hmm. that are all connected together through you can't really understand but there, there could possibly be something here but it would take at least a linguistics check to try and decipher any of it Baylor, can you make as, anything out of this? As I follow Inori into the room, can look around, see everything, say, I'm not going to say I don't understand why you did it, but she may have known things. 
I've dealt with assassins before. They don't talk. You gotta kill them. Or they'll kill you. The last one talked. And apparently we we really needed to know if it was the same person who hired her. She's wearing lots of magical stuff. It could have very well been our link. I am not going to fault you for killing someone who stabbed you. But Baylor is right. If we want to get to the bottom of this, we can't just kill everyone. If there's no one left to talk, we'll never figure this out. We'll be stuck here forever. <laughs> and I, for one, do not wish to grow old in Yenmus. Help me look through all this. See I was if protecting us. I don't, like I said, that's fine. Just someone has to talk. She's, I'm just going to leave the house and just go outside at this point. I'll probably follow Nora and make sure she doesn't get into trouble. Nora <laughs> and Dara walk out the uh, the back door here into the yard, leaving Baylor and Kahina to look around this bedroom. And uh, I'll probably look around the backyard to see if there's anything like the previous woman. The backyard is there's a an overestimation of the like several foot gap between the back of her house and the fence that goes around her yard. She doesn't really have a backyard. Well, then I'll look up at the house and see if there's anything like a higher floor or anything. That no, we it looks like inside. it's just a single story little building. It's not a very large home. All right. So Baylor and Kahina, Baylor, if you want to start looking through this, did you want to like start looking through the room or start trying to like assess all this crazy nonsense on the walls? Which, which were you I... going for? I would be looking at the crazy nonsense since it's the only possible information we have. I need you to make me a linguistics check. That is a thing that I can do. Yep. How about a 30? What's That's a 30? A thing, that is a thing that you can do. So as you look through, it takes you probably 10 minutes to suss anything. Out of the ramblings in this room. Uh, Kahina and Nell, are you helping him look through this room at all? Yeah, ways? I can actually assist if you want me to roll. So you, as you're both checking to see if there's anything else in here could be useful. At some point, I'm assuming I'm going to open the chest in the corner to see mm -hmm. what's in there. That's what I'm doing. And Nell walks over and opens the chest and is immediately hit with the smell of death and what appears to be a body that has had its bones broken oh. to the point where it could be folded into small pieces and stuffed Ugh. inside this chest. Found it's the body. Been there for at least days, probably weeks. It's kind of hard to tell because being sealed inside this chest, it has been kind of preserved. So it's difficult to estimate exactly how long this, probably the actual Caradina Farkin, has been dead. Uh, the corpse looks exactly like the disguise that the half-orc lady had had when you met her. Otherwise, the room would have literally nothing of actual value. Uh, the assassin does have on her a coin purse with 303 gold. Uh, and just to get out of the way here while I'm doing her stuff, give me a uh, spellcraft for her belt. Uh, can I just take 10? What does that give you? A lot, I'm sure. 26. 
uh, with a 26, you would be able to identify it as a belt of incredible dexterity plus two. Hey, also Dara. <laughs> has a scroll of invisibility, a potion of cure serious wounds, and six vials of poison sorted into pairs. But there's no easy way to identify those just by sight. They're tiny little unlabeled glass bottles. I will take the poison. Because it seems like we're going to have to go masquerading at a toy shop. Have to go collect my bounty, after all. Now, Baylor, after about ten minutes of the three, you looking through and trying to follow the train of thought of this crazy old lady when she was alive. Most of what's in here is complete garbage. <laughs> it's just red herrings, nonsense, insane ramblings of a madwoman. But several of these threads do seem to lead to one establishment here in Yanmas. It seems that late in her life, Farkin suspected the secret masters occupied a slaughterhouse called Sanguine Brothers. It looks like this is what she was working on when she was killed. Well, I suppose I have nothing to do in the crazy red thread room. I'm going to get the belt. And I'm going to go hand it to Dara. I'll take the kunai and the poison and what and daggers and whatnot just to add to my farce of blades. yeah so my friend dara that belt just straight up gives you plus two dexterity so you can just increase your dexterity by two it'll automatically apply to all your rolls and everything it's so sweet it's it's probably about the best thing you could hand dara <laughs> as he's already got AC for dex as well yep yep, yep. dex is yep. ac wow. dex is initiative is dex so is reflex good. saves for him dex is attack dex is damage Dex is life for Dara. Dara yeah. is dexterity of the character. That's so it that's makes uh, my cat's grace less effective on it. It does make your cat's grace less effective, but she has half of that all the time now. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> but yeah, if he buffs you with cat's grace, you're only going to get two dex instead of four because you already have two from your belt. That means you could slap it on yourself for a little bit less hit me. Yeah, well, it would be not bad on you either. I mean, it's never bad on anybody. Dex is a stat that's literally always useful. It's like reflex saves and AC. Like nobody is gonna and, say no to reflex saves. Unless your armor is too heavy, but no, it, it would yeah. actually. I I would still get the full benefit. I'm I'm not saying you wouldn't, but let's in... Dex, no. Uh, thirteen. Isn't full plates? Oh right, you have tons of armor training, right, fighter? I was like, full plates max Dex is one. I'm pretty sure. Ah, right, yep. fighter. My bad. Didn't you take a? You took armored sacrifice as a regular feat, so you actually have all your armor training still. Yep, okay, yep. never mind. Yeah, you're good. Your max dex is three on full plate right now. So many rules. Anyway. So many what? I said so many rules. <laughs> so <Yeah>. many things <laughs> that add into things. I'm excited for Pathfinder 2. I know a lot of people are... This is a tangent real quick. I know a lot of people are bummed there's going to be way less content just because it's newer, so it doesn't have a decade of splat books built up. But I'm kind of excited to just have the core rule book again, personally. I'm kind of excited to be like, this is the book of things that you can do. Uh, 
life will be simple book. again. Yeah, there'll be one book instead of 1,200, which is cool because there's infinity options for everything, and that's the real cool appeal of Pathfinder 1st Edition. But I'm also really excited to just try the opposite and have one book and just... These be are able to things. keep track of it all. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stuff that translates over easily as well. Oh, yeah. It, it won't be terribly hard to humber things over from first edition to second edition. So if there's stuff oh. from first edition people really want, I don't think it'll be that bad to, to Sanguine. house rule it. Sanguine Brothers. Sanguine Brothers. Sanguine Brothers. Which oh, makes wait. me wonder, didn't, wasn't the, uh, the missing merchant, the one who wasn't at the meetings, he ran a slaughterhouse. The one that's uh, procuring the um, lion meat. And he was one of the first ones to disappear along with the mayor. That sounds like the story checks out to an extent. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering, you know, if uh, maybe somebody, I don't know, got a little too nosy about the competition. Could if be. the masters are hiding there. Are we going to raid a blood house? That sounds fantastic. Probably. Um, we you and I have we... different definitions of fantastic. Oh, that, that was yeah. absolutely sarcasm. <laughs> is uh, it? I don't know. Okay, from now, is it sarcasm? I don't know. He doesn't like getting blood in his fancy clothes. That's not artistic. That's are hard to clean off of our in your fancy clothes? Currently, I don't have any other clothes with me. I only brought sure. Noble's outfits. Well, that was not like it was a great idea, it turns out. So we should probably well, take what thing... we think we need. And then I should head to the toy shop. I want to go toy shopping. That's no. <laughs> I have to go alone. You weren't invited. But I wouldn't want you to, you all to be too far away either. Uh, we, we could have uh, Bellor and Nail close by. Me and uh, Inori should be probably further away because she might recognize us. I don't. You were there. I don't think I blend in very well. Well, someone needs to go report this to our friends over. Uh, Oswald. Gotta go report this to your Firewatch buddies. Our Firewatch buddies. Hey, we found more assassins after telling you we weren't gonna investigate any assassins <laughs> what is it? anymore. No, we were attacked by an assassin. That's different. We were targeted by an assassin. Well, I was. Because what did you say to her anyway? Wow. I just told her you ate kale. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest of the low. It's probably why is she targeted this you the first. thing she for today, Kale and Ganori's Kale? Apparently. If she wasn't, <clears throat> because she was a true assassin, the real reason she attacked Ganori is obviously she's the most dangerous. But she I didn't see. realize the entire party's dangerous. Okay, she's the I'm most dangerous. I'm but bluff. between of our various skill sets, I don't think any one of us is a good first target. You should probably, probably bring not. the entire team. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying she saw CR and, and the logical step would be to take 
Logically, you think she would have just got us out of here as quick as possible because there's no way she's taking on five armored, enchanted people. Like, All right, kids. Anyways, I will go. Yeah. I will go <laughs> to the um, police station and yeah. let them know there was a. I'm going toy shopping. No, no you're not. I have to be nearby. Have fun. Yeah, nearby. Would you like to come with me? I mean, Dara wasn't part of the other report. It's true. No, I wasn't. could just That's... I can just report that he I was. He wasn't told not to investigate assassins further. <laughs> exactly. I was visiting this lady, and then then uh, she was actually yeah. really killy, and then she had to die. I mean, what is <laughs> why she has so many crossbow bolts in her? Yeah, she does have blink, numerous blink, blink. crossbow bolts in her. <laughs> numerous crossbow bolts. So you guys are splitting. A couple of you are going down to Grava's Entertainments, and a couple of you are going to the Firewatch headquarters. It's not quite sundown yet. The deal with Farkin didn't take terribly long, really. So, are you going right now, or are you waiting? Uh, waiting. Because she told me sundown. Yeah, you'll wait until sundown, and then the uh, the other two of you will go out to uh, the Firewatch. So, you, it's two of you, right? It's, it's Dara and Dara and Baylor? Question mark. I forgot who was going to the Firewatch. No, I was. I was. Dara and Anori. Dara and Anori are going to the Firewatch. Right, the two that were at the bar. That's right. So you, you don't get noticed. Dara and Anori are going to the Firewatch. Baylor and Elkina. We're gonna wait about an hour until sundown, and then head to Grava's Entertainment. I'm. I guess I'll take something off the body to prove that I. And other than the poisons and stuff, maybe I'll take like. The short sword's probably a good. Well, one. the short swords and the daggers. I was going to say she's a half orc. She probably has big old teeth. I could probably bust a tooth out of her face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're trying to pass as an assassin, so that's not a terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. So Grava's Entertainments is on the very far southwestern side, uh, far down into the Bountiful District. And I don't think you've actually been down to Bountiful yet, but this place is really the beating heart of Yanmis. It's clean, it's well kept, even as the sun is going down, it's busy and full of trade. This is exclusively inns, markets, taverns, breweries, shops. This is the commercial center of the merchant city of Yanmis and what keeps it afloat. And Grava's Entertainments is fairly near the uh, city wall, actually, almost all the way on the very edge of the city, on the last block. So after an hour, three of you head down there. You make your way around to, it's not hard to find, it's not hidden, it's a shop. It's, it's really kind of made to be easy to locate. And it looks relatively plain. It's a small shop painted in incredibly bright yellow and pink pinstripes around most of it. Very colorful, very attention-getting. And it actually has a massive pinwheel mounted to the top of the front with the blades alternating the blue and green colors of Taldor's flag. And the shop itself is really small, probably 20 foot across total, little building, which is connected to a warehouse that's probably only about as big as three or four of those together where all the uh, stock and everything is stored. 
If you get down there a little after sundown in the evening, the lights in the windows are out. And though the pinwheel mounted on the front of the building is still just slowly turning in the gentle wind, the building itself is dark. Okay. Um, we'll walk past and walk down a couple of shops past and find a dark corner to walk around and then transform myself back into the because I'm still wearing the the clothes and stuff that she that they would have seen me in in the bar I just changed my outward appearance turning yourself back with I'm turning myself off you're going back going back to going back to to ninja mask and everything like that I'm gonna be standing with Nell in view of the shop explaining probably far more than he ever wanted to know about how things like glamoured armor and such work. (laughs) No, I asked. I know, and I'm going to give you way more detail than you ever would have asked for to give us an excuse to be standing around in the middle of the market's district talking about something. So, Um, Kahina, as you approach the shop, the only door to the small toy store itself is locked. There are two doors to the warehouse, a massive loading bay door, which would be difficult if not impossible to open from the outside, and a small access door next to it around the around the backside from the other side of the actual storefront. Um, I'll just stealth or very subtly make my way around to that other door to check it and see if it's locked. As you check it, it is not. Okay. Is to be opened. And you are going to open that and head in? Before I do... Um, yeah. Can I still see them where that door is? Can I still see them across I'll the I'll be way? around the backside. So are you... Where are you setting up? Are you setting up in front of the shop? Or as you see her on the back, are the two of you going to move so you can keep an eye on where she's going? I mean, I casually walk as I was explaining things. So they would keep inside of you. Mm-hmm. So, just look back at them and then just kind of nudge my head towards it, and then I'm just gonna step on in. As you step inside, you can immediately hear a low but obvious sound. It appears to be a small group of people. Uh, people drinking, people enjoying themselves, people having a, well, surprisingly generally good time. Second sound you hear after that is clashing swords. And as you make your way in, you can see this warehouse is the warehouse with the toy shop. Uh, around the outsides and around the area in front of the door are, are several racks stacked high with crates and boxes of assorted entertainments. But there's a light further on in the warehouse. And you make your way around to a clearing inside behind where the loading bay doors would be. Where there's a small group of men and women in pretty good spirits, drinking and watching 
a woman with two daggers and light studded leather armor and a man with a massive tower shield and a flail both quite bloodied fighting in the opening it's immediately apparent that a lot of betting is taking place in the onlookers here and you can see one person in the back standing tall up on a stack of crates with a couple of guards posted in front of her clad in very ornate very extravagant embellished black leather armor with a full face and head leather helmet you can't see any part of it and as this fight continues after a couple more hits the woman dances around the man's massive tower shield out of reach of his flail and sticks her daggers both through his back and as the crowd immediately lets out a cheer the man slumps down to the ground in a pool of his own blood a lot of money begins exchanging hands the woman looks over towards you raises a hand and points a couple people in the crowd turn a little bit Notice this new person here, go back to whatever they're doing, don't seem terribly, uh, bothered. As she does this pointing finger, turns over, and she gestures you to approach her. And I will walk over. And cross my arms. And wait. He speaks down to you in a gravelly voice. I heard one looked like you is hired from, what was it, one of the taverns up in Shirtside. The uncles. Uncle, was it? Uncles. You do your job. Assassin's dead. And take the teeth and her, throw them down. Real is body it? stuffed. In a chest. Unsurprising. Good. We'll need time to get to her house before the Firewatch begin their investigation and see what we can find, but you've done well. I'm proud of you. Name's Blackwalker. I run this organization. Don't care what yours is. You interested in more work? Is there coin? Of course, there's coin. Coin. And more work? Magical artifacts. Whatever it is you're after. I got options. At the moment, I don't have anything that immediately needs doing, but. If I have something that calls out to me, we can. Uh, you can come back and check. Whenever there's contracts, put the red rocking horse up in the front window of the shop. Come back around here that night, and we'll give you what we got. If money's what you're really after, fast. She points down to the uh, the dead man in the center of the ring, and uh, the lady with the two daggers is walking around collecting a, a bunch of coins from people around the audience. Could always use more for the fights, too. Doesn't have to be you. That doesn't have to be someone you think will win. 
Any body you can bring in here for entertainment, we'll at least give you a couple pieces for. I know just the woman. Lots of anger. Like sticking swords and things. You can check back here any night. If the door is unlocked, we've got a fight. Hmm. Or at least someone interested. Pleasure doing business with you. Now, she calls out. Fights are over for the night. This one's done good work. We've business to attend to. You know the drill. Two at a time. She calls out. Everyone kind of splits up and starts trickling out the back door in singles and pairs, waiting full minute before anyone else leaves. And uh, after the first pair leaves and they're waiting, Blackwalker nods down. Victor gets to go first. He's done a job for me today. You can skip the line if you want to go. Got places to be, I'm sure. Hmm. I'll be back. Just nods behind her leather mask. You can't see any part of her. Wait two minutes and then out that door. Oh. One more thing. You're screwing me. Well, no. You don't want to mess with this. Have a pleasant evening. After a couple minutes of waiting, she motions for you to leave. And you head through the, the door and back out into the streets. You've only been inside for maybe five minutes. And Baylor and Nell, you would have seen a, a man and a woman dressed as anyone else walk out of the doors uh, a couple minutes before her. But nothing else suspicious. Um, <clears throat> as I leave, I'll just walk past them not even like like acknowledge them but just keep walking like I'm heading back towards out of Bountiful and then back up towards um north end where your apartments are north end yeah it's probably worth mentioning that it wouldn't be odd for an assassin to have a little bit of muscle with them no, it's not. I mean, even if Blackwalker saw you show up with two people in a sketchy situation, mm -hmm. it's not like she'd hold that against you. She's not stupid. Yeah. She knows what she's running here. No, it's not odd at all for you to have brought a pretty clearly a wizard and a guy in full plate as your entourage here. Not at all odd. But mm -hmm. regardless, you walk past him, don't acknowledge him at all. You assume you two would kind of have the sense to pick up on that and yeah. follow a little ways after before you meet back up. Or just head one street over and keep yeah, going and the same general direction. I mean, we know where we're going, so. Mm -hmm. So, Darren and Nori, you went to report to the Firewatch, right? Yeah. Your encounter was relatively brief. Uh, the captain was not, neither the captain nor the chief were there at the time. However, Oswald was. And Oswald, of course, takes your uh, report uh, again. Very shocked by the amount of uh, trouble you seem to get yourself into constantly. But has really nothing else to say other than like half slack jawed writing down your report and then saying, well, okay, we'll deal with it when we have time. 
and thanking you for, again, your service to the Omnis. The five of you meet back up in your apartment about an hour after sundown. I assume Kahina is going to fill everyone in on her encounter with Blackwater. Mm-hmm. Blackwater? Blackwalker. Blackwalker. Seems to be an organization that runs uh, probably several different jobs to towns. Probably not even just assassinations. Probably other things too. Uh, book, probably as well. Um, they've set up fights. If you're interested in some extra coin, Inori, go in there and stab some people for fun. Wow. Is that good money? <laughs> I mean, it looked like it. It's probably very filthy, bloody money, though. As if we haven't had bloody money on our hands before. This is before. true. I'm just saying. I am concerned that we are fairly recognizable faces. This is also true. You would have to... Anori would probably have to disguise herself somehow. You guys ever see me when I face paint? I put that black right across my face. You can't even tell it's me after. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I could just slap on my helmet and then my many you other You do have full plate, so you have a full plate helmet. With all your mm-hmm. armor on, you are just a guy in full plate. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really well made magic out. full plate, could, so the plate is kind I have of something for that. Wait a minute. I have something you could use. I brought it with me from. Uh, where'd I pick it up? Concern. I think I bought it in Opara. What is it? It's a big old hobgoblin mask, the one with the articulating mouth. Oh. Nice. <laughs> I was going to you say. You do have the articulating some... hobgoblin mask. I was going to say something more along the lines of we could put some dye in her hair, just that washes I feel like out the after. Would be more, I mean, I mean she couldn't wear the hobgoblin mask. I just don't want to. Uh... You guys are assuming that I want to just go kill people for sport. Like, well, I, mean... I did not actually think since. I know. I was just saying if we showed the back up for a fight. I mean, I'll do what I must, but. Fight. I'm not really looking for it. I mean, it's a good oh, end. It's a good end, yeah. It's, I feel like that is just good aligned in this party. Just out of raw curiosity. I thought my yeah. answer was good aligned. <laughs> well, I, it's I more, mean, it's more investigating. Everybody else. More yeah, of it, a way to get more people in. I would say it, this is a lawful versus chaotic discussion. I was just asking out of raw curiosity. Who's good aligned in the party? No particular yes. reason. They, I'm they, good. They, 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 they would likely be fighting the kind of people you'd want to get rid of anyway. <laughs> it's killing people it's for money wrong. without having to turn in the bounty. Does uh, does this benefit our mission? I mean, do we it's need It's definitely to... chaotic. Um, it gets a second face in on their good side. If we want to be on their good side is the thing. Until we don't want to be on their bad side. Yeah. We don't want to be on their bad side. And apparently, they know this black uh, walker knows about, uh, at least a little bit about people um, setting up assassinations outside of their guild. These type of people, yeah, that is kind of what I do and such. But if we get to this and they figure out in any capacity that. I'm a bounty hunter. That's really not going to be good. No. It might be the worst possible scenario. 
Not necessarily. A bounty hunter is only dangerous to people with bounties. These are unknowns. Yeah, but still, if you walk into a place like that and you're a bounty hunter, that means you're looking for somebody. And they kind of band together at that point. Seen it once or twice. I got scars to prove it. Unless it's somebody who's not with them. Hmm? Ah! I like where Baylor's going with this. Elaborate. Well, who were we looking for originally? They actively have someone paying for bounties through not them. They would probably want to hunt that person down. Huh. A corrupt bounty hunter who's willing to circumvent the law might be something they're looking for. <laughs> but I'm saying we could trade in information, maybe. Oh, I dude. could still pretend I'm just extremely disgruntled at not being paid for my first job. Mm-hmm. And instead of them paying me in gold, they could pay me in information onto who my original contractor was. As fun as this is, what does this really have to do with our mission? This, these people because are Because whoever... Paid. If we trade for the information, whoever hired the original assassins... But they do not know who that is. But they'll be looking into it. They're looking into it. We could also look into it. That's what I'm saying, but we can use their information as well. Like, it's a connection. It's a connection to know. It's not about who likes us and who doesn't like us. us. It's about who we can sift information from and as many sources as we can get that information from. You don't have to sugarcoat it for them now. It's called using people. Absolutely. We are okay. using the, the assassin's guild. We're the good guys. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm a spy. I'm a spy. This is spy. what I do. You are an actual literal spy. I'm, so, an actual literal I'm a politician. Spy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like a spy that's too afraid I'm to kill people. I'm a spoiled people. child of a noble. <laughs> I don't know We're why the good I'm guys, though. guys Protagonist, by the way. <laughs> so... Well, this skull, doing... skull and Shackles party ain't got nothing on us. Are we doing anything tonight? Do we have um, any plans? Unless we're going to go see the Twilight Child again. I mean, we may want to consider... I mean, as crazy as that's happened. The, the guy in the red mask. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like his urgency was warranted. I, I don't know, just a feeling. I mean, maybe we should look into this. Is there anything that we can do to go in there and not have my our minds altered? Uh, don't breathe. That's... <laughs> That's, that's the thing. It didn't might be the dumbest thing you've ever said. Like no. anything was affecting them. I'm sure there's magic for it. I okay. So metagame wall wise, I don't think any of you know you were really affected. You can think back at that and be like, "That's kind of weird," but like, it wasn't like, like, like a, that, that. That's what I'm actively saying. It didn't yeah. feel like anything. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying because we're, we're like we're veering to metagaming yeah. here because none no. of you are like fully aware anything happened. Yeah, I mean, we could go try. Maybe we, if we, effect. maybe we could get to talk to some of the priests, being envoys of Utropia, and now knowing that her brother is here, maybe we have a message from his sister. Or we could try to. This might be a little nuts, but if it's a if it's a spell like mirror image or something like that. Well, even if it's a ghost, I was thinking of literally throwing something through him, but that would go the same way. 
Just pull out a knife and throw it for the scariest. <laughs> oh, That'll go no, over tomato great. or something. Yeah, that's I anything. guess that makes more sense than a knife, yeah. That's probably what you should <laughs> I didn't throw. say knife, but something. I, I mean, don't know why my head with the knife. We've been talking about murder <laughs> fight club. We're still a good party, technically. We're trying to get good things done. Well, never be good. Messy. I don't know what you're talking about. Kind of greater yeah, good. There are two of you in this party who are claiming good alignment right now, so the party is actually at best 40% good. It's it's not a good party. It's a party who is trying to do what is the best given the situation. You're not restrained by petty morality. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. We're the protagonists. <laughs> so I mean, I, shall we shall we try to parlay? Are they gonna give us a meeting with the <laughs> I, I mean with the priests? If we we're oh, Eutropia's envoy. What if we're Eutropia's envoy, but one of us is really sick and needs the healing? Maybe we can get a private audience or something. I don't know if he's the type to do private audiences. You hear a kinda tentative knock on the front of your apartment followed immediately by a voice that you recognize. Ah! Hello? Oh, no. Volcus? Is this Hocus Pocus? It's Volcus. Volcus. Volcus! Volcus! And open the door. Volcus! Ah! Hi! Fantastic. I thought I had the right place, but I wasn't sure. So, well, news. First of all, I've Met another one of the dreamers and heard something fairly interesting. Uh, a couple of them, actually. Uh, I, and I'd be quick. I'm still working, but I, I just sort of slipped out. This, you know, this this whole thing. I gotta admit, it's getting more important to me than my job at this point. Look, let me just let me just. Uh, he seems like he's he's kind of flustered. Let me just. All right, here, here's here's what I learned. A couple of people seem to be in the same place in their dreams. Uh, me included, as of last night. This is useless, actually. I, no, no. Anything could anything be useful. is useful. Just stay calm. Tell us what you have figured out. So, a couple of us, these dreams have taken place in a room none of us have ever seen before, but. By description, it sounds to be the same room. I don't... But I don't know much about it. It's... Well, it's certainly a meat locker, based on the hooks on the ceiling and the carcasses. And it's lit by four round windows set high in the wall. But they're quite small and, and offset at strange, almost random angles. But... It's... It's something... No, I told you I'd exactly come back if I found anything, and I, I, I'm a man of my word. Focus. do you know where Sanguine Brothers is? Um, I, that name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. It's a butcher shop, I believe. The slaughterhouse, yes. It, it's been closed down for years, but... That's down near the wash in the center of town. Okay. Huh. Do you... Shall we go tonight? I think it's worth checking out. Uh, the windows... T I mean, his thing about the windows... Is no, no, no! 
No, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, Sanguine Brothers. They, uh, two Halfling lads opened it up a, a couple decades ago uh, when they passed. The shop kind of closed down. Never went anyone else's hands. But the outside of the building, uh, they got the paint of the Halfling's faces and their eyes are windows. That's why they're offset and random in the dreams. No, uh, how did I put that together? It has to be. See? Not, not useless at all. Not useless. Awesome. We have a lead. You did well, Volkus. What? Uh, did you already know this? You came up with that it, name awful fast for, uh... Well, we we knew about the place, but not about this. So that actually points us in a better direction. Well... We're putting the pieces together. I'm very glad I could be of whatever assistance I can. Again, profoundly sorry for stabbing you, my lord, but... <laughs> it's fine. It's not the first time. Anything Nor I can will it do be the to, last. To end this. <laughs> He's lucky we don't stab him more. Look, I don't. If there's something in there, that, that's a building been abandoned for years. There's no telling what's set up in that place, but if it's capable of crippling a whole city with these dreams, it has to be something powerful. Should we not? I get the sinking feeling the five of you want to go deal with this yourself. Mostly yeah. from them, you know, saying they want to go there tonight. Is this not something a firewatch should handle? Well, the properly We've... trained guards. I think we have a little more experience fighting things like this than they would. Well, I have to tell you about the time that we rescued an entire city from giant spiders. I don't want to hear about the time you rescued a city from giant spiders. Oh, or the but... angel thing. Yeah. We did find Just... an angel. Uh, the, the Golden Serpent. Uh, Iron Lash. Shore. Okay, you're capable fighters. I get it. I won the joust. Yeah. He <laughs> could almost call us monster hunters at this point. All right. I, I, I certainly can't help you any further than I have, but at least try not to die. Yeah, we'll or take worse. the building down with us if we have to. It's in the wash. It's it's in an area no one throws a second glance. It's kind of a run-down part of town, but a bit of an eyesore. But... Burn it down. Just don't no. deal with it. Just burn the whole thing down. Are you no, going no, not the solution to, to everything is not burning it down. But it's in a place no one cares about. But we it's don't in a know place fireball. that's clustered and it's a stone building. What are you hoping to set on fire? <laughs> it can't be just uh. running amok with arson up in the middle of Yonmas. No, no, we can't. Volkus speaks the truth. Yeah, we could be a bit more surgical than that. Look. Sometimes you just have to cauterize a wound. Where are you going? Are you, are you Probably as soon right as you head back to your work. Well, I, we need to rest. Some of us have been going all night. Oh, true. We could go tomorrow night. Well, Night's probably the best time to go, right? I'm... Early this morning, maybe. And I'll check back in with you on the morrow. Here, to make sure you're safe. If I can't find you, I'm taking word to the Firewatch. I'd take it to the damn Talden horse if they were still here, but... We find ourselves woefully short on soldiers these days. Alright. If you can't find us, that's fine. Other than that, try to keep this information quiet. That 
Sanguine Brothers has been abandoned for years. I, I, I doubt anyone's gonna recognize the inside of its meat locker. Uh, the two Halfland Brothers around the place are long since passed. Abadar blessed them and... I, I don't know. Just be careful. Yeah, you stood up to my stabbing particularly well, but I'm I'm just a lad. These things, whatever it is, at best a wizard of some sort. You don't mess with magic. <laughs> Tell that to these three. All right, well, I gotta head back to work. I notice is <laughs> I'm missing, but. Yeah, it's worth a flogging if this gets the dreams taken care of. You take care. Good night, Volkus. Best of luck to you. That he heads back out of the street and again with the hustle, trying to get back to uh to his job. Well, we have our lead. Sanguine Brothers, it is. You if nothing else, we can cure the dreams of the city. You have your lead, and we have an evening to rest. Is what we're doing to prepare. Ready ourselves before we head out to. We could go tomorrow morning really early. Investigate whatever it is at Sanguine Brothers. So you you have some information. You're not going in here completely blind. You know it's a slaughterhouse in the wash in a rundown part of town, and you know that it whatever the source of the dreams is somewhere involved. It's a signature of Peraka. So. You know Peraka are weak to cold iron and holy, kind of weapons. You're not. You're not completely devoid of information. You have some amount of stuff to prepare yourselves. But not... A ton. Not a, not a comfortable amount. Ever as much information as you want. But how often is it that you're getting ready to go attack something and you at least kind of have an idea about what you're going to fight? <laughs> how uh... often does that happen? The gold pebble snake, I think, was the last time. No, we knew we were fighting an assassin in the in the little house. That's true. But a monster. Not just a person with a sword. It's not common that you Spider have town. inside knowledge. Of, yeah, you kind of know. You, you didn't, did you really know a lot other than that he was a weird spider prince? We did not know we were going to fight an Edercap sorcerer. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, you knew he knew was a crazy spider food. monster, and that was about all that you knew there was crazy spider monster. So, you, I'm sure, are going to take great value in an evening to rest. Prepare yourselves. Ready up what spells you can. You head into the Sanguine Brothers Slaughterhouse. And after an evening's rest, we'll do 100. Yeah, I was gonna get horrible dream things happening to him, but with the 22, you're all right. RN Jesus has ruled in your favor this afternoon. <laughs> you awaken yourselves early, early in the morning. You take an hour to prepare your spells, prepare yourselves. You head to Sanguine Brothers. Is there anything you guys want to do in particular before you head down there? What do we have? We have a holy spear. We have a holy dagger. I have cold uh, iron bolts. A returning dagger? 
Is it returning dagger? Is Not even blast? returning. It's uh designating. It's designating. Oh it's yeah, designating. Throw it at someone and they become like. Makes Basically marks them. Easier. Yeah, it gives them the plus two to attack and damage in melee for a round. I would like to go to a blacksmith to inquire about a gun like Martellus. That's a gunsmith, not a blacksmith. And did you want to go to Sanguine Brothers early, or did you want to wait until shops start opening and go shopping? All right, how early are we going? Because that is a different plan than the plan we just had. I I thought we were going to go, like... If we're going we were, first thing, yeah, let's go. go. Yeah. yeah, I thought we were turning in early to try to get there. Yeah, you guys are getting there, like, before sunup. Mm-hmm. So you can arrive before anything really starts to happen out in the streets of Yonmas while everything is still quiet in the twilight hours before everyone starts to get up. The Sanguine Brothers Slaughterhouse is not difficult to find. Uh, it's decently, it's a decently large building and it's pretty obvious. It's a huge brick and mortar building with wooden supports that all facets of its creation have faded to the same gross drab sh uh, shade of brown from years and years of just neglect. The front of the building has massive rust red letters Sanguine Brothers Fine Meats painted across it beneath the faces of two painted halfling men with massive bushy sideburns and the eyes of the halflings are squat round, very grimy windows, giving both of them incredibly vacant and almost kind of surprised expressions. There are three towers rising up from the back end of the building, probably up about 40 feet, and the massive front doors to the slaughterhouse are chained shut. Time to look for another way in. A cursory glance around the building does reveal that there is a second door uh, around to the side. And the second door is also quite obviously, it's got some massive ancient rusted iron chains mounted up on it. I'll go ahead and take this opportunity to drag us around over here as we walk around to the outside door the front of the building is down around that way where the other door is and the three large towers are rising up over the northern side of it but those um, are the only two entrances you see I wonder if there's anything around the towers I'm going to have my crossbow drawn, by the way. I assume yeah, I, I would for assume this, you probably all have okay. your weapons up. Just making sure. Just making I just sure. stuck a blue dot for mage armor on myself. <laughs> so as you travel around the building to check further and see what's going on, there is one more side access door on the opposite side of the building. And that door appears to be simply locked. It's much smaller and there are no enormous chains mounted up on it. Let me roll that hot, hot disable device lock picking roll. So cold. 
Wait, is it like a <laughs> like a big padlock? And uh, real quick, because it is actually kind of difficult with locking rope. those chains together. You're yes. you're not picking up squid the way yeah. your face is turned. Oh, sorry. I'm dragging some tokens. I'm literally just gonna put a separate set of tokens on the other side of the building, and then whichever side we decide to go, and I'll just delete the other ones, because oh. like it's it's so hard to drag groups of tokens in roll twenty now. It gets so laggy. Yeah. I don't know why. But uh. That's well, I assume we were going into the one with the smaller lock. Well, I I feel like the big one is at least worth trying because it seems like the, the uh, it's a massive padlock on the outside of it. So I mean, you can unlock the huge padlock on the iron chain still. It, Who has this, lights, by the way? Because it is dark. I, I, currently, I think I have everybody lit. Are we all lit? I, with either I, a lantern, I have a lantern or something. Either a light I'm spell or a lantern. Light. Everyone's got something though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine's dancing lights. Though I guess I could just follow me. Yeah, it's fine. Does this padlock have? A door-sized keyhole. Uh, the big one. The big padlocks. Yes. I mean, I can I'll try to undo them. I did take disable device. Yeah, if you want to try and skeleton key the big padlock on either the front door or the side door, I'll let you skeleton key it. This is your moment yeah. now. This is this your is moment, your man. Moment. This is this is you. Oh. With a I mean... twenty-two. With a 22. With a click, the padlock is okay. undone. What? See, this wasn't a skeleton key. This is a warehouse key. <laughs> and the uh, massive padlock frees itself so you can move the chains aside. Did you want to do the front door or the side door, by the way? I was going for the big one on the front door. Okay, the big front door. So let me put you guys over. Because there's also just the front door, front door, too. They're both chained up. So let me... Unless you guys want to try the back, which I mean, it would go the same either way, but I was hoping for the front. Well, the front would be kind of noticeable if we're in there for a while. Again, I'm just going to literally drop copies at each door and I'll just delete whichever ones we don't end up going in. Because if we're trying to be a little more. So this is where all the doors are, so you can see all of them. Well, see, that's my thought process, because I figure if anything's waiting for us, it's not going to expect us to just go in. It's going to expect us to go around back and sneak in. I don't hate his logic. Yeah. Well, if you don't think the Firewatch is going to arrest us, then yeah. For what exactly? Breaking and entering? He had a key. Yeah, I didn't break him. Yeah, he, he did technically have a key. <laughs> he did have I a key. Diplomatic immunity! Diplomatic <laughs> immunity. Like we have more to worry about. We're gonna go, hey, does that make our apartment an embassy? Yeah, it should. No, that would make the hill the embassy. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. we can go in the front door. It's fine. So I'm just gonna go on ahead and open up this door. The door is barred. Okay, now we have to be in a little bit. There is no further lock on the door itself, but as you go to push it open, it just clanks and is clearly uh, barred shut barred. from the inside. This one too, correct? Uh, if you walk around to the far side, the other massive door is also barred from the inside. If you want, no, I, the... I just there's two doors on the front. It is a double door. Yes, it is one side. Okay. Of doors. All uh, right. Um... If you want in those doors, you're gonna need to wait through a barred door, which is generally hit it very hard. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to strength check the door. Oh, 
steal we my do kind of want to be quiet. Yes. I mean, breaking Roll in a is strength not. Check. Yeah, breaking in is not quiet. With a 15, you gather up Doesn't and you slam into the door. And it waves a bit, but doesn't open. Let's let's not. <laughs> no, if that didn't push it, I'm not going to kick it again. It has landed a resounding thump. So what's the plan? Is there any uh, windows? Any windows the, around? The high ones. There are the four raised eyes of the halfling, uh, which would be over to your left. The painted halflings would be up high on the wall here, probably about 20 feet up. Do I feel that if someone smaller stature could squeeze through that window if it wasn't there? You feel someone of regular stature could squeeze through the window. They're not that small. Okay. Is, is there an actual gap between the double doors, like something we can just barely see through to see what's barring it? No. Okay. Uh, I feel like sending one person in alone is a poor choice. I feel like maybe we should just go to the other locked door and try and get in that way. Probably gonna be barred too, though. It's smaller door though, so it'll probably be easier to break. Or we could just come back at night when the place is open and just walk in. Why do you think it's, it's gonna, gonna, be gonna be open? It's a condemned slaughterhouse. It's never gonna be open. This isn't the toy factory thing. Oh, I got that all messed up. Okay. Yeah, like this is this is a slaughterhouse that's been condemned for years. It's never gonna be open. I thought it was the same thing. I thought it's the one that no. came alive at night. All right, huh. my bad. Huh. Um. I guess we could try another door, or... Yeah, try the other set of doors. The small door. The yeah. small door. Alright, All right, so uh, around on the side. <laughs> I, try to I shall see if my key functions for both the front and the back door. Into this door. Alright, so you're gonna try and unlock this one. With a 29, it turns out your key is actually, fun fact, it was the Sangler Brothers meets warehouse key the entire yeah. time. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you got this, but once again. In Opara, even. Yeah. In Opara, you somehow clearly got the keys to a condemned no, warehouse from Yonder. It's been condemned this. for years. That key has shifted pocket to pocket all the way to Opara. And you open the door into what appears to be a large office, but blood and scraps of flesh are spewed all over the floor. There are two doors inside, inside that lead further into the slaughterhouse. Weapon drawn for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna leave to perception check the room. Characters here. Twenty-eight. So with a twenty-eight, you take a look around in here, trying to really see what you can see. There's two desks on the southern end of the room here, uh, and a series of cabinets against the eastern wall uh, back behind you as you come in through this little inlet through the door. The smell is awful, and the desks are splattered with significantly more cracked bones and scraps of flesh than the floors of the room. Uh, glancing around, the most interesting thing that you can see 
is on top of one of these cabinets, the southernmost cabinet down in the corner, there is a small carving uh, that appears to be opal. Of, I have to Google what this is. I don't know what this word is. It's a carving of something. Uh, carving of a... What appears to be a devil or a demon or some sort. Covered in tiny white opal spines all over its body. With a long tail and clawed hands. At that point, upon noticing the small Very little demonic statue. figurine... I'm going to look back at Baylor, and I'm going to ask him to please come examine the creepy statue. And I'm going to move farther into the room. You walk in the center of the room. <sighs> Baylor and Kahina. Keeping real close. Keeping <laughs> right on top of each other, actually. Whatever he needs to know. <laughs> I'm shunting somebody. And Enori and Dara start to come into the room as the rest of the party starts to enter you hear a horrible roar and it seems to be coming from directly next to Nell and from seemingly nowhere an enormous creature appears already angrily swinging its massive oversized fist down towards Noel. Ugh. It's pretty upset. And I'm definitely going to need you to roll me some initiative. How did I not bump into that walking here? Because it has moved around. Yeah. Do we ever roll good on initiative? <laughs> no. Not lately. This is where you get all your bad dice up. I would rather let it hit me first. Oh, well, it's definitely it hitting you first, because that's definitely yeah. a surprise round. So, I mean, goodness, you're getting your wish. You're letting it hit you first. Let uh, but I would much rather have the crap dice on initiative and the good dice on attack rolls. Mm -hmm. Initi uh, initiative only matters for one round. Alrighty, and let me roll his. Well, he's gonna get to go twice, because he beats everybody in initiative, too, so that's just general purpose bad. So, his massive fist swings down on you. I know you're flat footed, it's pretty good. Uh, my flat footed currently is 27. Uh, with a 27. His hand still slams into you, dealing 12 damage. And as he appears, this massive canine monster's muscles are like bulging and rippling. And then that's the surprise round that he also goes first. Oh, so man. he is just going to swing again. <laughs> He's gonna swing down with one claw, and that one is going to whiff. So uh, he slams into the ground next to you. As you're kind of reeling here, he sees he didn't hurt you very much with the first punch. 
So he is going to turn and direct his second fist towards Kahina. Oh no. And Kahina, oh, no. <laughs> you are going to take 11 damage from the punch. And then his massive jaws are going to close on you for another 10 damage. How? Good news though, it's your turn. You react first, probably from the, you know, bashing that this monster is giving you. What Did you he just do? bite and let go, or is he? He bites and lets go, yeah. He doesn't, fortunately, oh, okay. not a grapple monster. Doesn't hold on to you. <gasps> okay, well, first off, five foot step, <laughs> the hell away. Uh, and then, um, uh, just start my uh, performance. Gotta get the uh, get the buffs up here. So get the buffs up. A little bit further away from this thing, but just look at it. It looks like its arms could still pretty easily reach you where you are. But starting your performance doesn't provoke or anything, so you're fine with that. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember. Is my performance a move action now, or it's a move? It's a move. Yeah. Next time it becomes immediate. Yes. Um. Um. So. Uh, yeah, that's. A move at a five foot step is all you can do. You still have right? a standard. Five foot step's not standard. an action. Okay. Um, so, casting defensively. Smart. Smart decision. Smart, Agreed. smart, smart. Casting defensively. It's time for a, a, a cure moderate wounds on myself here. Make me the concentration check. Okay. I can't remember what a constant is it on here? It's on your spell sheet, on your character sheet. Oh. You click the spell, and then there'll be a concentrate button on the actual spell. Oh, okay. It's also just on your spell tab below spell casting. But you're going to need both anyway, so just hit the spell. So just click your moderate wounds, and there'll be a concentrate button in the link. Yep, that's a big heal if you can get it. There's a concentrate button right there. I can get down here. Uh, Uh, With a 24, you do manage to focus, keep yourself safe, and still successfully manifest the spell. So with that- back to full health. You heal for- Oh, he did 21 to you and healed for 19. Back to almost full health. Dara. That is full health. You took 21 damage, you healed for 19. Not at full. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking. Dark. Yeah. Sorry. You can hear this massive creature rampaging inside. And you can see through the doorway this huge fist and face lash out towards Kahina as she moves deeper in to avoid it. Yeah, and that's all. So that's all I see. I can just see, like, some kind of blur of big black object and then, like, a, a head just, like, lash out, lash onto Kahina. Pretty much, and yeah. Disappear. And so he's going to hunker down and just wait because he hasn't quite, he doesn't actually know what's going on. All right, so you can hold. Baylor. looks like this monster could definitely reach you from where he is. Do I recognize said monster? That depends. Romeo Knowledge Plains. I want the D20 to stop rolling behind the initiative table. Uh, 
with a 20. Well, you vaguely recognize it looks like a bar guest, which is a fairly common outsider. Said to be distant outer fiend relations from the goblinoid races. This is the bar guest is pretty much a massive goblin dog, but this is way bigger than a bar guest. Uh, we're beyond like dire bar guest. This is so much bigger as to be a different thing, but that's the closest thing you can relate it to. And it looks like it moves similarly enough. And if it is some kind of massive super bar guest, the most you know about it is that while they are effectively turbo gorillas of punching, they are also quite intelligent and spellcasters. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he's fists, but he's a lot more than just fists. Well, I want to be a lot more not that close to him. I was just you find my stuff. Well, for way back, tugging yourself back into the corner across from where you'd entered. Out of his reach. And gonna call out, I think this thing's got magic. And as I am, wave my hand, call up a wooden spear and fling it at it. So you go with the, uh, the old trusty you fling a wooden spear in its direction. And with a 22. You fire your spear. And as your attack approaches, the thing's form starts to flicker and kind of shift a bit. But you still connect. For 14 damage. Wow, your spears got angry. Question, are your spears considered magic? Magic, yes. Okay. I got that at six. Okay, cool, because it does have... So you feel like you are doing perfectly fine damage then, and it absolutely can bleed, so what's he bleeding for these days, too? Two. Alrighty. Inori. In the doorway, you can see around the corner this huge smashing thing getting... This is kind of like... Tucks back into the door, like hearing Baylor call out his uh, his stuff. Kind of seeing Nell right in front of him and all this stuff. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna even the odds here. Just go with it, all right? And she's gonna reach in her spell pouch and pull out some uh, uh, powdered iron and roll it around in her hand a little bit and stretch her hands in enlarge Nell to double his size with Ooh, some that's, uh, a, that's a round cast yeah that's so my gonna, whole yeah, you're gonna start it's a round oh it doesn't finish it's at yeah. the end of my turn yeah, it's not a full round turn. action it's a round it finishes at the start of your next initiative does that change oh. what you want to do no okay, no cause... i already i already committed to it Did i it mean roll? we didn't know that i'm giving it you i'm roll. giving you a full if you want to change what you're doing that's fine because you are doing a, it's a big spell you're going to be obviously sitting there casting for six seconds yeah, no, no, that's, 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 that's the plan. So you start channeling up and focusing this magic. You tell Nell you're going to do something, but you're, you're going on this. This is going to take a minute. Nell, something's coming. I'm going to plant my feet, dig in, and Baylor said this thing has magic. So I'm going to ready to strike it if it tries to cast. 
and then I heal for one. Now you get one point of healing from the uh, fast healing for your boost. You steady. And my and AC you, is 29 now. You ready up. This creature turns its head and snorts as it hears Anori start casting and grunts out. It takes two damage from bleeding and grunts out in common. Obdog, smash! Obdog, please, masters! Then comes around the corner with a massive fist swing in the doorway to stop you casting your spell. So what's your AC at right now? I don't think you have any buffs up right now, so you just 19. No, I don't. Uh, 19. Alrighty, so his uh, fist 20. is going to connect. You're going to take 8 damage. Click me that concentration check on large person. <clears throat> One sec. As he moves, his form is still like flickering and shifting along as he goes, making even hard to pinpoint exactly where he is. As he punches you, you lose the spell. You reel back, lose your concentration, and lose the spell you're casting. Damn it. He's not done though, he's gonna punch you again. For good measure. You take another 12 damage. And then he turns around, clearly displeased with Baylor, and reaches out to bite down on our resident wizard. And after these, after these two hands that he's landed on a nori here, Baylor's got nowhere to go. You got your mage armor up, but you are very much back in a corner, and he just uses his snout to push you back in that corner and just punch through your mage armor and really rip into you with his jaws. You take 17 damage. Kena. Uh, uh, Dara, you also feel like he could reach you from where you are. I also would. Sorry, I cut out. You, you feel like he could reach you out the door from where you are. His arms okay. are long enough he could reach you with the, with the hand from there. So waiting doesn't just put me to the end of the turn, it just skips my turn entirely. Well, if you're waiting, you gotta tell me you wanna come back in. You're, you're waiting. You gotta tell okay. me, okay, I wanna go now. I thought now. I just went so, to the end of the... You can move to a certain point if you want to, but if you're just waiting, it's until you... It's literally as long as you wanna wait. You can wait until your next turn. It's like, if you wanna go right now, before Kena, you can. Okay, but, well, can uh, I... It's what, in between what's... any two turns, you can decide to step back in. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll see him turn around and go after, I'll see him hit, uh, Inori and then turn around and go after Baylor. And now I can actually see him. So I'm just going to five foot step around this corner. I'm just going to put this down because you can five foot step just because the edge of the map, the actual map is there. You can five foot step okay. further away. And I'm just going to put that to signify your five feet that way. And you're out yeah. of his reach. Okay, perfect. Um, and then I'm just going to fire three arrows <laughs> and just go right at him. Dara, do one thing good. Dara, shoot bow. The okay. old Dara special. To give and him three shots. And then I still shots. get Kahina's thing because I'm outside, right? Yes, there's not actually a range on that. If you can uh, hear okay. her, you can get okay. the buff. All right, cool. So uh, 24, 20, and 26. Wow. Well, all three of those, I gotta get you three flickering mischances, but 
All three of those hit. All three of those pierce through his hide, and all three of them hit directly where he actually is around the flickering. He's kind of up against a wall here, so you just shoot for the center mass as well as you can. You connect three times. Cool. Dara the murder monster. Oh, no. For 10 damage. Uh, and then I get the two modifier on this also? Yes, two goes to attack and damage from that. Good damage, major. Yeah. 11 damage, 11. so 21 total. Eh. And 16 for 37. February three shots. And you get two of them pierce through his hide, and one of them really buries itself in. And this Bargast starts to bleed pretty profusely. So, okay, to know. Got yourself muted, I think. Aha. Seeing as how this thing has tried to tear through Baylor. Oh, wait, you're seeking. You don't have a mischance anyway. Diggity's Barb is seeking. Aha. Um, once again, five foot step way back out of out of his range here, hopefully, or a little bit further. Still in range? Awesome. Okay. Okay. So while we're going, we're going to have to do the thing. So I continue to speak and orate the the fight and as I do so I specifically look at him and then pitch my voice and then just randomly scream in the middle of it a very shrill and sour note um and throw the court of shards so give me the, the, the concentration check. what level spell is that uh level it's a level one spell okay all right you're good then I don't know. Concentration checks are like the list of things. I don't understand She's at all. good. I'm pretty yeah. sure that you get it's It's doubles. 15 plus double spell level, right? Yeah. Okay, right. So yeah, you're good. So quarter shards goes off. With this mm -hmm. screech, uh, your voice physically turns into a shower of these cutting blades. And this Bargas now turned around from chomping on Billor seems to be spectacularly quick and tumbles through most of it. All of it, actually. It's reflex negates. And it quickly guards his head with his hands, ducks down, and just takes all of it. It pierces into the back of his hands and his fingers, drawing some blood but not causing any meaningful damage to him. All he is right. fast, too. Miller. Well, I can't really get away. You are very in the corner right now. There is a big angry Bargast Bargasting at you. There is. So, 
trying to protect myself as I cast. Going to attempt to see how well he reacts to very loud screaming in his ear. I'm just gonna keep, it's just everyone is just screaming at him. I kind of feel bad for this guy. <laughs> bad dog! Pat your bad Everyone's just bad screaming dog. at him. So you you do a similar thing. Well, where her scream turned into a blast of physical razors, yours is so shrill as to be ear shattering. That's fortitude, right? Yep. But he does largely shrug it off. Seeming almost entirely unfazed by it, and just takes the four sonic damage. Anori. Alright, um. I'm going to swift action, buff the sword, ice appearing on it, curvage, keen and ice. Um. <clears throat> I'm gonna stand right there in his face, and I'm going to defensively cast uh, shield, draw the circle, punch it out, boom. I don't know if he's going to try to stop me from doing that. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely going to try to, but to cast defensively, he's not going to. Okay. So give me a concentration. That's first level, so that's only DC 17. This dog is just getting yelled at. He doesn't understand what he did wrong. He's a dog. 20, you good? 20 is good, okay. So you got your uh, 24 even, because you have the uh, combat casting. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Definitely good. So you get your shield up, and you get the ice along CRN. And now the free ac free action to buff CRN's buffing himself, essentially. He's doing his so own thing. He's doing his own thing. You got all kinds of magic buffed up in yeah, CRN. Slap the dog. And now it's time to... Hit the dog. <laughs> it's been a bad dog. Well, uh, is your good. is your buff still a plus two? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's plus two right now. I haven't had a chance to make it plus four. Give me a round. <laughs> oh. Uh, with a it, 30. 17. 17 on the die, a 30 total. That's a crit on a keen. That, I had... I just called the keen, so I, my the sword's a 19, so it goes to 17, right? If you're yep, doubling your... You were correct. Weapon. Hold on. Hey, you get through the... I want to give you that one open. You get through oh, the, the blur mischance. So, yeah, 17, if you just pop the keen, that's a critical threat. I'll confirm that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's okay. time for you to get your first keen crit. The value is coming. Oh! 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 <laughs> I thought you were done on that one, but it just I knew you were done because you always were, but then it's tip over and you crit him. You blew on that dice. You're behind him. He is full attention the other direction on Baylor pinned in the corner. You're in the doorway still. You just give me that damage. Poking him in his butt. I'm just going to do it. Cut his tail twice. off. I'm just going to do, yeah, do it all twice. twice. Yeah, it'll make it easier. So that's sword. Plus two on the damage, too. Yeah, I have that. So 15 and then plus... Do another one. That, that was the wrong button. Roll. 
Plus, oh, what the heck? I pressed. You attacked again. That's uh -huh. a d20. I don't want to see a d20 right now. You don't do 27 damage. You actually yeah. probably do 27 damage, but not from one die. It's another 15, so that's 30 just from the sword. Roll two d6. Your spells get multiplied too, so you get the ice twice. Yeah, 2d6. Yep, 2d6 of ice damage. He's not resistant to ice, is he? He is not. So 35 damage with a crit into the backside of this bar guest. What do you do? Oh, yeah, baby! <laughs> okay. The Every finisher. Time. It, time. It, we can even call back. Okay, so he hits her. Takes the shot, loses her spell. Her her, her uh, powdered iron goes flying all over the place. And then she recenters herself. Eyes flare up and bright orange. The sword does all that stuff. And with a quick slash across his throat and then just turns around and punches it into the side of his head. So you jump up past him while he's yeah. looking at Baylor to get up and you slam Ciaran down to the side of his head and his head just comes down to the ground. And with one last moan, no! Oh, dog! Oh. He just crashes into the ground. Very much dead. Is his name up, dog? Ob dog. It's Ob dog. dog. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? Not Ob this dog. dog. <laughs> this and dog's down, dog. Downward dog. There's some. Yeah, it seems like you're in the right place from the immediate. That, that, that's arguable. Well, <laughs> yeah. it seems like you're in the place that you were looking for from running into a massive greater bar guest immediately in the side door to the Sanguine Brothers. There's clearly some shenanigans afoot here. But you got in the door. You literally killed the sentry dog. I hope you feel bad about yourselves. That's not you, the big boss. Uh -oh. I feel much. bad because of the bite marks in my chest. Yeah, you probably feel <laughs> bad on account of the munching more than anything else.